Welcome back to the Castaway Consultants, where we teach future Survivor players how to play the game while criticizing current and former players. On this episode, we are looking back at Season 22, Redemption Island, The Post-Merge. I'm your host, Josh Wessler, joined today by my other two co-hosts, Mr. Ryan Stacy and Derek Kubitschek. Uh, I think we should change our name to Castaway Consultants R Us. I vote that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess. Uh, do you guys have nicknames lined up already, or uh... no? And actually, you know, I kind of let's stop this now. <laughs> I'll be I'll be the garbage man. Ryan can be the super fan, and uh, Josh can be the marketer. I don't know. Let's. No, I I got it, something memory wise, uh, but like Mister like amnesia or something, because I can never actually <laughs> remember what happens in the season. Uh, yeah, I'm Ryan Stacy. I'm your resident Survivor super fan uh, who knows everything there is to know about Survivor and despises Survivor Redemption Island with a passion. Yeah, and I'm Derek, and uh, this was the first time that I'd watched Redemption Island all the way through. We'll get into any spoilers. Or I, I may or may not have known when we get into the spoiler section of this podcast, but for those of you who are new to the rewinds, for some reason you're coming in here. Go back and listen to the pre-merge for 22 for sure, but go back and listen to all of them. This was my first time watching through this season, and so I got to experience... And last. And probably last. This is the first time I got to experience this season all the way through, uh, understanding the journey from A to B, and that's the perspective that I'm going to be able to bring. Yeah, and I originally watched this, if you need a reminder, I originally watched this in February of 2020, so only a couple of years ago. Going to be looking back at all of the super memorable moments from this season. So stay tuned because I know that's what everyone cares about. Yeah, so season 22, Redemption Island. We just finished watching the finale. This is my third time seeing this season. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) And this is one of those seasons, before we get into, you know, the the whole point of this podcast is we're here to tell you which seasons of Survivor are must-watch Survivor. There are 42 seasons. You don't have time to watch them all. Some of them... If you don't want to watch every single one, you can skip. We're here to tell you which ones those are. Before we get into that, this is one of those seasons that when it was when it aired, it was better because you didn't know for sure who the winner was going to be. Rewatching this is awful. It's it's awful. Um, so let's do must watch Survivor. This is not must watch Survivor. This is the least watched must watch Survivor. I think we're all going to be in agreement. You know, I have my hot takes every now and again, but this this is not going to be one of them. This is not must watch Survivor. If you're a completionist and you really need this for the mythos, go watch it. But there's almost no entertainment value here. And there are lessons that you can learn in plenty of other seasons. You can learn from us talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Just listen to the podcast. Yeah, it's it's actually interesting because I feel like I enjoyed this season a lot more my first time watching it. Like I I I didn't dislike this season the first time that I watched it. I felt the same way. But that's just because I didn't really know what happened. It was still like there's still a little bit of mystery to it because I had not seen every single season. I didn't know who had necessarily won the game. Uh, I I had assumptions that I that I was making, but I, I didn't necessarily know those things. So in watching it the first time through, I I did actually fairly enjoy it. But when you know what happens, when you know any, everything that goes on with Survivor, rewatching this. And, and this is coming from someone who only watches the premiere, the merge, and the finale. Holy crap, that's boring. And you got to watch the two best episodes of the season, the premiere and the merge. Yeah, I, I'm glad that you left out the finale because the finale... Oh, the finale sucks. Yeah, that, that was kind of hard to get through, honestly. And honestly, this 
it might even be better if we just get into the spoiler yeah, section. Spoilers. So, you know, three, two, two, one, go watch it if you want. But Don't watch it. Yeah, so Boston Rob is going to get his crown this time around. And for those of you who didn't know, I, I was 99.9% sure I knew that, that Rob was going to win. And what's funny is like coming off of Nicaragua, which I went on recording and said, I really enjoyed that season because I knew who won or I thought I knew who won in advance and reverse engineering that from episode one to the finale was so memefied that I couldn't help but have a good time. This time, knowing the winner sucked. It sucked because 90% of your confessionals are going to essentially one player in the post merge. And the only other 10% you got was, was Philip. And I mean, you know, love him or hate him. He hate purposely him. was very polarizing and, and divisive when in group settings on the show. And it was irksome. So it was like when we finally got a break from Boston Rob, we were going right to one of the strongest and most polarizing personalities in survivor history. And Man, it, I had a hard time. This is probably one of the few seasons of Survivor that I basically tuned most of it out. I I really do try to pay attention for you guys. I really do. This Man, this season was boring. And you know what? That's a perspective. You know, did the show hold your interest? No. The only reason I paid attention is because I was literally constantly writing notes. You guys, you guys watch the episodes with me and you see how much crap I write in my notebook. It's a lot. Um, that's the only thing that got me through it. It's just nonstop writing. But like, even I was like, I had a puzzle, a jigsaw puzzle I've been working on sitting on my coffee, uh, coffee table. And I was just like glancing at every once in a while. I'm like, I could be doing that instead. This was the black cauldron puzzle, right? <laughs> Which I finished. I did. Finish you it. finished the black yeah, cauldron puzzle far. Yesterday. Honestly, our audience should care way more about that than they, than they do about redemption yeah. Island. It jigsaw, was an impressive puzzle. Jigsaw puzzle from the movie, the black cauldron, the Disney movie, which I haven't actually seen. I just thought the puzzle looked cool. Yeah. Underrated horror aspect for an OG Disney yeah. movie. You know, Ryan, you might need to take a picture of that, and we'll maybe uh, we'll post that to Instagram. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> Along with like when we when we release like the episode card for the the season, she's like, "Hey, listen, listen to the post merge of Redemption Island. See what Ryan did while he was watching for the <laughs> Honestly, third time." Yeah, we we don't have enough to put on social, so Ryan, you best take a picture All of right, the puzzle. I'll, I'll do that when I get home tonight. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So yeah, this season sucks. Don't watch it. It's a miserable time. I, I've said this season is kind of like a survivor seminar it's basically just boss rob telling you how to play so you don't need to watch the season you just listen to us we will give you we'll transcribe all of rob's notes and give it to you plus some thoughts of our own yeah and we can have some self-awareness weaved in as well because i don't know the, the season certainly didn't have that yes no self-awareness whatsoever so spoiler alert like we said uh let's talk about this cast so we're at an interesting spot i guess technically there's 11 people left in the game going into the merge with two people on redemption island so that's where we're at final 13 i guess so Coming into the merge from the Ometepe tribe, we have obviously Boston Rob uh, returning from uh, after playing on Marquesas, All-Stars and Heroes versus Villains. We have Philip Shepard, a former federal agent from California. Question mark. Confirmed in the reunion show, he's a federal agent. <laughs> Natalie Tenerelli, a professional dancer from California. Ashley Underwood, a nurse from Maine. Andrea Belke. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I can't remember if I cut this out or not, or I, I might've, I think I spliced in me saying her name correctly on the previous podcast, just to, to save face a little bit, but I, I horribly butchered her name last time. Josh was right. Uh, it's Belk. Oh, I feel so vindicated. So I just, uh, <laughs> when, when Redemption Island pre-merge comes out, I, I franken clip that whole thing, but I will give Josh's <laughs> due credit here in the post merge. Thank you. But Andrew Belke, she's a student from Wisconsin. And Grant Matos, an ex-NFL player from California. Those are our six Omatebe players. We have five Zapatera members. David Murphy, a defense attorney from California. And my winner pick. 
Derek and Josh is Derek winner and Josh is winner pick. Reminder: Mine was Russell Hans, but I've since moved on to Boston Rum. Julie Wolf, a firefighter from California. Steve Wright, an ex NFL player from California. Ralph Kaiser, a farmer from Virginia. And Mike Chisel, an Iraq War veteran from California, leaving two people on Redemption Island: Matt Elrod, a pre med student from Tennessee, and Sarita White, a visual effects producer from California. Those are our thirteen. They're all super, super interesting. Uh, you guys ready to jump into this? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, yeah. Episode 8, this game respects big moves. So at the end of the previous Tribal Council, David was one of the people who was on the block, and, and Ralph did end up voting for him. And when they get back to camp, David tells Ralph, like, hey, man, I completely understand why you voted for me. No hard feelings. We're, we're good. Like, okay, David. Okay. Good start. Little, little Coming back for your guys' winner pick, maybe it'll take them all away. Yeah, it could. He definitely won't be the first member of the jury. <laughs> But we're going to go straight to the final duel. One of these two people is getting back to the game. And it is kind of an exciting duel. And I will say this is probably the best episode of the season. And it's kind of fun because Matt has a cut on his foot. And it is a challenge where you have to stand on little tiny footholds. Yeah, it's the, the, the coach, like, amazing, dramatic, theatrical the, shot. The Coach Wade Memorial challenge. Yes, the Coach Wade Memorial. You eagle noise. <laughs> oh, man. The, one of my favorite moments in all of Survivor history. But this is pretty good. Matt ends up winning, shockingly, and Sarita's out of the game. So Sarita's done. Matt is back into the game. He's he made it to the merge. He definitely won't be voted out first. <laughs> I, I want to side with Ryan. This is the best episode yep. of the season. This was this is a funny episode. For for reasons. <laughs> and that's kind of the common consensus. Like everyone despises the season merge. Like the first two to three episodes are pretty fine. Like they're they're fine. They got some moments, and then the, the merge episode is just awesome. And then everything else is Terrible. <laughs> I think we all can agree with that consensus. I, I, I concur. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so here's where we're at. We have six Omitepa people, five Zapateras, and then Matt, who's kind of the wild card. Wild card. Yes. And so Zapatera, they want to go to work on Matt and try to get him to, like, force a tie. Okay. I like it. That's great. And Mike's like, hey, let's, we'll go to the final four together. You can bring in Andrea. It'll be you, Andrea, me, and one of my people. We'll go to the final four. It'll be great. I, I, I have access to the hidden immunity at I can grant that to you. They're both super very religious guys. They bond over that. It, it seems like a great deal. Matt talks to Andrea about it, and he's considering it. Uh, it seems like a no-brainer to me. It's, it's really interesting. I can see where maybe Andrea would want to stick with, you know, Ometepe, right? But if, if you're Matt, I, I'm really interested to get your guys' perspectives. Do you go with Zapatera and force a tie, or do you go with Ometepe because you have the numbers built in? 100%. Because future Survivor seasons will justify this for us. Let's look at Chris Underwood. When he came back to the game, and it wasn't Redemption Island, but it was Edge of Extinction, very similar. He had to play balls to the wall to succeed. He had to do all this crazy stuff. I think Matt would have to do the same thing. He's got to take big swings if people are going to be like, yeah, you deserve to win, even though you got voted out in the second week. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. And I, I think your um, your implication is that he should have flipped. Gone to Zapatera and then go with Zap. And, you know, taken the most difficult path, the path of most resistance to the end at this point. Yes, I mean, yeah, I feel like that was it was a pretty easy choice, and I was so confused at why he didn't choose. Andrew's a little bit, yes, yeah, I, it, that's a little bit more forgivable. I still think it was the wrong move, but I can understand her argument at least. So we're gonna get a pretty bad storm. One of only like two on the whole season, right? Weather report's gonna be pretty empty, guys. <laughs> Omitepe, they won the tarp in the the in the pre-merge, so they all sleep under the tarp. Zapatera is left out in the cold. 
And it's going to end up being two separate shelters. It's insane. We're going to get two shelters. This is not a true merge. Like, we call it a merge. It looks like a merge on paper. This is not a merge. Yeah, you don't see that too often, but it does happen where people, like, if it is a pretty split merge, just tribe to tribe, it happens where people just try to keep the, what they won at challenges and be like, no, I won this. I get the benefit of the tarp or the comfort or whatever it might be. I've got a really niche comparison, and I, you know, for most of you out there, I'm sorry, but here's for me. If you're playing Skyrim, Ometepe, they are the Imperials up in solitude, and the Argonians are Zapatera sleeping on the floor down by the docks. Yep. Uh, basically, second class citizens. We are putting ourselves on a pedestal above everybody else. Uh, and, you know, those, those lowly Argonians, they, they hang out outside the city. They don't get the tarp. We won the tarp. We don't talk to them. We don't associate with them. Zapatera confirmed for lizard people. <laughs> yes. Got it. That, that's what I'm getting at here. They are lizard people. <laughs> so uh, Natalie's going to end up winning immunity. So that, we go back to Matt. And this is all, really all about Matt. He's having second thoughts. He wanted to betray Rob, but now he's like, I'm morally opposed to it. Uh, he doesn't want to do it. He feels bad about it. So he goes to Rob and he tells Rob, he was thinking about doing it, but in the end, he's decided not to. And Rob's like, oh, wow, man, thanks for telling me. And then Andrew walks over and joins them. And Matt's like, yeah, I was just telling Rob how you and I were talking about betraying Rob. And Andrew's like, oh, what? <laughs> Matt, what are you doing? <laughs> and at this, this is the point where for, for Andrea, I get not going with Matt. Like, you cannot work with Matt, I feel like. Thanks for dragging me under the whole bus with you. I really appreciate your... Your, your moral fibers, Matt. Thanks. I mean, but here's the thing. I think that there's an argument for the exact opposite. Once all of this is out in the open, you're going to be right back at the bottom. We, we just saw in the pre-merge that she was likely, uh, even if you know she teetered back and forth, she was likely at the bottom of the alliance to begin with. So now Matt tosses this out here, throws her under the bus with himself. But because of that, Rob is not going to want to work with you. He's going to think you're dangerous. He's either just going to alienate you or just vote you off right away. So for me, this is what would swing me. Just be like, yep, let's go. That's a very, very good point. And, and she could do that. I think the only thing is here is that just Matt proves that he is not a trustworthy ally. And Josh, so you're saying this is where Andrea should jump to Zapatera for sure. A hundred percent. Right. And I think the problem being is... Now Matt wants to go with Ometepe, and now Andrea would need to convince him to go against yeah. his moral compass, and we all know how that works with Matt. So as much as I'd like to say that this was a good play by Matt to drag Andrea in front of the bus, it, it definitely wasn't because I don't think Matt's a very good survivor player. What? He's really good at Redemption Island duels and truels and gruels. But Seems like a nice guy. He's not the brightest ball when it comes to strategy. Andrea should try harder. Sure lie say that rob wants him out or something i don't know not like that would ever happen <laughs> so mike he's getting pretty desperate so he even gives matt a note writes him a note which like huh we've seen this before jt wrote it <laughs> i love the love letter uh but he's promising matt final three deal now matt it sounds like a pretty good deal man maybe you should do it and it makes sense we do know that zapatera is fractured in one way or another. I think that is another reason. Oh, is that okay? Yeah, that that is another reason for Andrea and Matt to consider a flop over right now. I don't think they know that though. They might have only had a few minutes to figure it out, but I do think that people like David are willing to talk about it. And obviously Mike is offering final three deals willy-nilly when he knows that that could be dangerous. So there's something. 
There's plenty of reasons to flip, and I'm just adding to the list. This is a smaller reason. Tribal Council, Ralph is going to play Zettel and Mike, just because Mike's the biggest physical threat. So, okay. But it's going to be six votes for Matt, five votes for Grant, one vote for Steve. Matt is told to vote for Steve. This is hilarious. This is so wonderful. A second blind side for Matt. He sent straight back to Redemption Island because Redemption Island's still in the game, unfortunately. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's so good. And I'm trying to remember, isn't there a, a moment where Boston Rob is like, yeah, he's going to be a great like servant to God on Redemption Island? Yep. Was that in the pre-merge? So somebody said, I think it was Grant, who was feeling bad about voting Rob out again, or, or voting Matt out again here. And he's like, oh, man, he's such a good Christian guy. And Rob's like, he can keep being a good Christian guy on Redemption Island. <laughs> for the record uh all the producers who listen to us that's gonna be my confessional 100 percent. like wow what a great person but they can be a great person on ponderosa yeah it, it, it's very quotable i love that one of the best moments of the season no i know i take it back this is the best moment of the season this is great Ooh. <laughs> this is my favorite moment of the season and when rob just tells every single person in his alliance they're all just like no <laughs> really oof <laughs> and then they all like okay yeah sure <laughs> so ultimately I, I i do think this is the wrong move the zapatera group they decided to vote for grant just because rob had an idol just like get a big threat out of here which is a good move grant's a huge threat i do think ultimately because matt has been voted out by this tribe andrea we will find out confirmed she is sixth place in her alliance of six she doesn't know that and that's that's kind of the brilliant thing about this is everybody on the ometepe group think somebody else is at the bottom. Most of them think it's Philip. Some of them think it's Andrew, which is the correct answer. Those, they think those two are in the bottom, and they have no idea. Philip's number two, actually. Philip is second in this alliance, and they all think Philip is fifth or sixth. And Technically. So, so I think that's the brilliant part about this, is they all think someone else is at the bottom, and that's why they are such an effective alliance, um, because Rob has them all fooled to think somebody else is sixth. Andrea is sixth. She and Matt should have flipped. That would be the correct move and knocked out Grant and worked their way up from there. Yeah, watching it live, I, you know, it, it's hard to apply you know, retrospective knowledge. At the time, though, I still felt like there was enough just in real time. Matt, don't trust Boston Rob. You know, jump. A- anything is better than what already got you burned. I think Rick Devins does a similar thing in season 38, maybe not nearly as graceful. And I, and I do disagree with some of the things that Rick Devins did when he first got back from Edge of Extinction. But... Don't do it. And then Andrea, you have to have more self-awareness. You were on the outs and yeah, they're promising you that you're not just because Rob builds a day bed with you does not mean that you are any higher on the pecking order. Just because you're a hard worker doesn't mean you're any higher in Ometepe. Yes. You're above every Zapatera and you've got an easy sixth place, fifth place or whatever ahead of you, but you got to be smarter than that if you're playing to win. Yep. So should have been Grant. So let's get into best and worst player of the episode. Uh, Josh, why don't you start us off? Who do you have for best player? I had Rob. Shocker. I think that's going to be a pretty common theme here uh, for a while. You know, he was able to use that information, uh, got it out of uh, good old Maddie and was able to twist it around with what David even said was a genius plan to vote him out while having uh, the numbers. So yeah, it's Rob. Yeah. They did the whole, whole shoot the hostage, the Christy Smith swing boat, shoot the guy in the middle. Great move. Uh, it's definitely Rob. I want to give an honorable mention from Mike for doing everything right and still having it fail. <laughs> it should have worked. Sometimes you can do everything right and still not win. That's the case for Mike here. So honorable mention to Mike, but Rob. In some alternate universe, they go over, Mike convinces them, and 
mine and Derek's winner pick David wins this yep. season. <laughs> Somehow David pulls it out. This was the inflection point. Paul Murphy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Rob. It's not it's not close. You know, convincing two people to do something that's against their best interests, and he's going to do that many times. It's Rob. I'm a worse player. Originally, past Josh said nobody because it seemed like the right person to me in the past. The right person went home, and for the people who it wasn't the right person, they did everything that they could. Now current Josh says that is still the case for everyone except for Andrea. So I'm going to go with Andrea being the the worst person. Otherwise everyone else, either it worked out great for them or they tried their best. <laughs> Agree completely. It's Andrew. I, I'm going to say Andrea. I have a slight dishonorable mention for Ralph just for burning an idol, but, but the numbers are five to six as it stands, or I guess yeah, one to six to five. So Now's the time to try and make a move. Who would have guessed that they would have targeted one of their yeah. own? It was part of the brilliance of the move as a whole. So I don't really fault Rob. I just, or uh, Rolf, I just wanted to mention it. It's, it's a decent play. Yeah. Know, it's the it, merge. It was, it was smart enough. Make it through. Do, do what you can to get the numbers in the way. So Matt's back on Redemption Island. So I think this is a good point. Let's talk about the, the, my rankings that I do every season. After, after we do the first boot at the merge, I always like to rank everybody from most likely to win to least likely to win based on who would vote for them. So I think this is a good time to talk about that because this one is going to be controversial. And I, this is not on the show. I had to do some research, listen to some exit interviews. And so this is going to be a little bit wild. So bear with me. Here's the order from who could win, uh, beat everybody to who would not beat anybody. So Mike, I have at number one. Julie, and then Steve. Zapateras would likely vote for each other in most cases. Then I have Grant, um, because Grant and then Andrew following are two of the only people who actually talked to the Zapateras and had some sort of social game. They, they tried to be friendly with them. People generally liked Grant and Andrea. David and Ralph are the two flawed Zapatera players. You know, they piss some people off, and they, I would have those two next. And then the bottom four is where we get interesting, because this will be our final four. Ashley, Rob, Natalie, and Philip. And yes, this is shocking because if you watch the season, it, this might not compute at all. But I, Ashley would beat Rob. A lot of people on the season have said a, Ashley did get a negative edit, but they did not want Rob to win. And Rob forces them to vote for him because he takes Natalie and Phillip, the two goaty scouts to ever go to the end. So Ashley would have beaten Rob. So the three bottom players, the three people who have the, the worst chance of winning against everybody else are our final three, Rob, Natalie, and Phillip. And you know what? I think Derek, maybe watching season eight or season nine with you, would probably have more qualms with that order. You know, I, I still think that there's a, a good chance that even like a Ralph and a, a Dave should be above a Grant and an, and an Andrea, yeah. you know, assuming that only one Zapatera makes it to the, uh, the final three, right? But because Rob's strategy, his buddy system, turned Zapatera into Pagong 2.0, into the Argonians, into second-class citizens, they weren't building bonds. And when you don't have those social bonds where people like you as a human, you need to make sure that the people that you bring with you are less likable than you or way more incompetent than you. Not, not just less competent, way more incompetent in game language than you. I'm not, I'm not actually throwing shade at you, Natalie, I promise. It's a dangerous strategy that is going to somehow work, but I, I think I mostly agree with Ryan's, Ryan's thoughts here. Uh, and so that's just development in my understanding of the game. And in a way, Boston Rob is doing exactly what Russell would do 
except he's treating people like people, but you know, just second class citizens and first class citizens. And it, it, it's walking on the edge of uh, the blade of a knife and, you know, commendations, but yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would probably bump Andrea down a little bit just after this episode. Uh, I feel like since she wasn't willing to work with them, they might not be as willing to vote for her. And based on what we saw in the finale, it seemed like if Rob made it to the end with, you know, two other Ometepe that he would win mostly regardless, unless it was Grant. It didn't seem like if he faced Ashley that she would beat him. She would have confirmed. Yeah, okay. This is what they, they've all said this. They all would have actually got a very negative edit. And, and this mm. is a good time to talk about this. If you're just watching the edit, Rob wins this season 100% of the yeah. time. And so, you know, I know that's where Josh is coming from right now. And as I'm sitting here watching it and I know that Rob wins, I'm watching this edit. You can't pick anyone else because you don't know anything about Ashley. Here's what you know about Ashley and Natalie. They're lazy around camp and it annoys Philip. We only see them through the eyes of Philip. And occasionally Robin Grant as like, oh, you know, they're just the two girls. We shouldn't expect anything of them. That's all we get about them. And honestly, we don't get to know that much about Grant other than he's really good friends with Rob. This was. Is, right, was. So this is, the, this is a flaw in the edit. So Josh, to, to validate your point, if you're watching this for the first time and you don't know how it ends, like Rob has to win. It, it's very reminiscent of Samoa with, uh, with Russell. It's just such a one-sided edit. You can't help but think it. Yep. Yep. It's a very bad edit. I, look, that's like I said, I that, that's disappointing stuff. too, just because it's like the, the one redeeming thing about this season is the winner. And, and that, that, that really, to me, at least personally, is it, is the winner because he, it's someone who likely could have won in the past. Uh, if things went different directions. It's someone who is a fan favorite, who has played multiple times, who's obviously a very good survivor player. So it's like, great. This person gets the win, but to downplay that person's competitors almost makes it seem like it, it was a win that came from not as great gameplay. And that is very unfortunate. I feel like if they would have buffed up a few, a few of like the final people, it would have been a lot more satisfying than what we actually got. I think the production team completely missed what this not, not that what the story was but missed how the audience would feel about it i think they all got excited like oh yeah we'll just showcase how awesome rob is the whole time and we're all just like how about everybody else this i mean yeah you can you can do that and still show other people so production really missed the point on this one i think but anyway episode nine the buddy system ralph tries to talk to ashley and natalie a little bit and they're they shut down any strategy talk they're like we're not gonna do it. we're not gonna be part of it and at this point, Rob's like, hey, man, Ashley, I'll vote for you over Rob <laughs> like to try and get in there. And, you know, uh, it's not going to work, though. But he asks Ashley to, like, keep that on the DL and not tell Rob about that. And Ashley agrees. And so Natalie immediately runs back and tells Rob about this conversation. And this is kind of where Rob's like, eh, maybe I shouldn't let Ashley get to the end. She's a little schemy. And you know what's funny? This was the first time that I actually learned which one was Ashley and which <laughs> one was Natalie. I, I think maybe Natalie won the maybe it was the merge episode individual individual Ashley's blonde yeah but we hadn't seen them we we always saw them together and it was like maybe a one-off quick confessional here or there I didn't I didn't know which one was which until Natalie won immunity and then this episode immediately after that I'm like oh okay I I know who's who that's not your guys's fault that's editor's fault Natalie's gonna spend this entire post merge just telling Rob everything and you know what I don't want to pick on Natalie too much she's 19 when she played 
And other people did the same thing. Other people did the same thing. She did it the most besides maybe Philip. You know, teenagers are dumb. <laughs> Just, they are. So I, I don't want to pick on Natalie too much because she's a, a teenager. You know, not too many teenagers are going to start. Not everybody can be Michael Yerger from Ghost Island. So I, Natalie played a bad game. She's a teenager. We won't be too hard on her. And we do have a lot of teenager audience out there. We said it last episode or two episodes ago. We'll say it again. In 10 years, you will look at teenage you and be like, wow, I was dumb. I was and, super dumb as a teenager. And, and you know, there, there's like book intelligence, there's street intelligence. And then there's just like life experience where when you're working with other people in a game like Survivor, that does matter. Yep. You know, when I was 21, that was the first time I put in an audition tape for Survivor. I would have been mopped. I, I, I would have been absolutely destroyed. First boot. <laughs> yeah, first boot, Derek Kubitschek. Maybe second boot, <laughs> if my tribe was lucky enough to win immunity. And so this is probably the most notable aspect of the season is Rob is going to create his most famous strategy, the buddy system, which we're going to see return in Winners at War. But this is the official buddy system. There's six of them. No one goes off on their own. They go in pairs everywhere. Nobody is ever alone from the Omotepe tribe at any moment. That way the Zapatera can't come in and talk to them. So there's no strategy talk. They, they're like, we'll talk to you socially, but there will be no strategy talk whatsoever. And this is even the bathroom. We see that yep. happen. They're going to pick their target at the last possible minute. So nobody knows until right before a tribal council. So no one can like get any clue on who to play an idol on. They're going to have separate shelters. They're going to have separate eating times. Rob is specifically isolating them and keeping them arrogant just to make them unlikable at the end. So they'll be loyal to Rob. Perfect to take to the end. Yeah, it's great. It's great for Rob. It's great if you're Rob. <laughs> Yeah, and when you're it's a masterclass. When, when you say they're gonna pick a target at the last possible possible second, Rob is picking the target at the last possible second. Which honestly, when you get further into the merge, and I'll talk about this more when we get to their ultimate demises, you know, spoilers. But for Grant and Ashley, who are still building positive social bonds with Zapatera, that's perfectly fine for them because you do have time to get rid of a Rob. Grant, being the physical guy that he is, he wants to keep around like a Philip and a Rob as bigger targets than him, the good old meat shield. And I think they are doing this. We're just not told that. Ashley knows that Rob is being uh, making everyone unlikable and she's building some bonds. She knows that, but we aren't told that. Yeah. Um, so this is fine. But for Rob, he's just maintaining control and giving everybody every reason to vote for him and to not vote for anyone else. Yep. Marching orders, basically. So he, he's got this all locked up. Um, and we're going to see this works incredibly well here. Not going to go so well in Winners at War. And that's the difference between like newbies who've never seen the show and seasoned veterans. Yeah, that'll be the difference between third era Survivor and fourth era Survivor. That's insulting to most third era Survivor Fair players. enough. <laughs> I think that's the Fair difference enough. between Redemption Island players and anyone else. <laughs> sure. Totally. I, and I don't remember if we talked about this in the pre-merge, but were most of these people recruits? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. We, we did talk about this in the last episode. There was like three Survivor fans in the bunch. I think I did forget Mike. I think Mike is a Survivor fan too, but I, that, that's it. Okay. So Grant ends up winning immunity. And so it's a six to five. Or the, the, so this episode there is split in half. There's there's two half chunks. Um, they just kind of like yada yada through this part. Tribal Council, we're going, to, we're going Zapatera. They're like, hey, Philip, they all hate you. You're on the bottom. You should flip. Philip's not on the bottom. That's that's the brilliant thing here. Is Philip is not actually on the bottom. It is going to be six votes for Mike, five votes for Philip. This was the right move. Yeah, you got you got to get Mike gone. Yeah, Mike is yeah. the biggest threat in the game. And, and and you're giving more opportunities for him to get taken out at redemption, which is another thing that you need to think yeah, about. It's true. Yeah, and uh, from uh, Zapatera's perspective, the, you, you tried. You tried. You, you tried for Philip, uh, but going forward. I now you should know. Oh, it's not Philip. Go for someone else. 
And for the record, for Philip, it's so hard to grade him from here on out because, I mean, we heard Ryan's list, and if there's one thing I absolutely agree with undoubtedly, it's that Natalie and Philip are at the bottom. They already can't win the game. So, like, if Philip isn't going to flip and lose the game for Zapatera, or why would he do that when he can lose the game for an Ometepe instead? His best hope is to hope that Rob pisses everybody off enough, but that would require him to stop pissing people off, and I don't think that's going to happen. Philip and Natalie's best bet is to go to the end with either Rob or Ashley. They're going to lose no matter what. Natalie can at least say she played, you know, at least they took out Rob. Right. They could make that argument. They took out Rob. Ashley would still clean up. And yes, Ashley would be Rob. But those four should be like tight as heck. Another interesting note, which they don't talk about until the reunion show, is sometime right after the merge, Rob told Ashley and Natalie he had the idol. It sounds like he didn't tell anybody else. Andrea and Philip didn't know. It's unclear if Grant knew or not. I don't think so. I think that's part of the reason Grant was so pissed at Rob at the reunion show. But that is notable, and it's part of the reason why Ashley and Natalie don't flip. But also, it's because it behooves them to stick with Rob for a while. Yeah, and I, and I do think for those two, it is still fine to go with Ometepe because you still have plenty of time to get rid of people that you can't beat once, you know, maybe all but one Zapatera are gone, sure. right? Like you've got plenty of room to maneuver from the perspective of the jury and winning votes. So I don't hate Omatepe just cleaning up Zapatera at this point. Get, some, get rid of some of the big hitters on the Zap tribe. Yeah. And, and you know, even for Andrea, now yep. that she's committed, you got to commit at yep. this point. See you it can't through. flip here. You can't flip here. So best player, I had Boston Rob for creating the buddy system and eliminating Mike. No disagreements here. You're all correct. And then for worst player, uh, I had Philip. He goes along with the buddy system, which is... You know, it wouldn't be so bad, but he is abrasive with the buddy system. You know, he he and some of the other people in this group, they look so much worse when they go along with the buddy system because they don't make those social connections. Philip does very bad with this. And then he ends up, he does lash out quite a bit at Trouble Council. So I had Philip. And I, I think I had a hard time assigning a worst because I do think that Philip made a move that was in his best interest. Obviously, Mike is going to mop it up. But he said something at Tribal where I believe it was Zapatari, it might have been Mike, said, Philip, you know you're sixth in that alliance, right? And Philip said, yep, and I'm okay with it. Now, Philip is not sixth in that alliance, and he knows that, so like he's allowed to just accept it. But just the way, either that is totally out of your depth, and you truly are clueless, and you look bad, or you're pretentious and arrogant, and what's worse, depends on the jury, they're both awful. So that's why I gave it to Philip. Well, and door number three there too is he is wrong, knows he's wrong because he, he knows that he is number two or whatever in this alliance. But by him saying that he's six and is okay with it, that's giving off the wrong perception that you should be giving to the jury and all future jury members. And that's something you could save and, and, and turn around at like the final trouble council. Like I said that, but it wasn't true. I knew I was, you know, in the top three the whole time. It's just Philip is going to give. What could possibly be the worst Final Tribal Council performance of all time? Could he dethrone Sugar? We'll find that out tonight. Yeah, and and you need social capital to be able to flip that around at Final Tribal Council, which, again, he's fresh out of. Yes. Notably, past Josh uh, did write down during this episode that Philip can no longer win the game. All right. I don't know what caused me to... to A little late on that one. ...point, but 
I, I think it was more that he, they're now into the merge yeah. and everything. It's like, okay, now the other tribe is like really getting to play with him. So it's like, okay, he can't get any of their votes now. So, and now, now this is the second half of the episode. So we're doing best and worst of the first half, second half. Yep. So second half, this is where Rob officially tells Philip, hey man, you're at the top with me. Like confirmed Locke and Philip is in the top two. And Rob says in a confessional, I want to go to the end with Natalie and Philip. Cool. You don't have to watch the rest of the season. We're done. Yeah, <laughs> we're done. He Skip ahead it. the final tribal council. Spoilers. And Philip is even like he wants to get taken to the end by Rob. Philip, you'll lose. Like, granted, it's maybe your best shot, but still. It, it's just, uh, Philip does lay out his plan. He says, I will articulate to the jury exactly why I played the way I did, and I will convince them all to see the light and see my way. False. <sighs> I mean, it's great in theory if you actually do that. And the body system continues to shut down. Every- Ralph keeps trying. God bless him. Uh, <laughs> but Andrew and Philip are like, nope, bye. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about anything but the game with you. How about that? Immunity challenge. Uh, they give you the option to sit out for cheeseburgers. Philip is going to sit out. Steve is going to sit out. Philip is like, I have no shot. Steve is like, I have no shot. Steve probably should at least still compete for it. If I was Steve, I'd, I'd still give it uh, the old college try. What was the uh, challenge again? Hanging uh, upside down. Or like hanging from like a a wooden scaffolding over the water, and then after a while you have to. Oh, hang is this by where everyone legs. like had their they had their like legs like hooked around it? Yeah, and yeah. two of them decided to hang by one leg and lock their other leg around their one leg, and I was like, "Ow!" Yeah, this looks painful. <laughs> it just looks like a torn patellar tendon. Yeah, if you're if you're in the minority alliance here, did why are you sitting out? <laughs> yeah, Steve is gonna say he's like, I have a zero percent chance of winning this challenge. I could go and get some, eat some cheeseburgers and regain some strength and roll the dice. There's some logic to it. I think I'd still probably compete. If you're going for the million, everybody, if you're Steve, you compete. Also, like if you're a former NFL quarterback and you've made your money and you don't want to put your body on the line for this and you know you can't win, I don't hate the decision for him to sit out. So there are two lenses. I think I would have probably sat out if I was Steve. It's whatever. But Philip's just talking trash to David during the challenge. Like, come on. You don't need to do that right now. You're not even playing. Like, come on. Uh, but Andrew's going to end up winning. Ralph is going to catch some fish, but they're, they're all dead when he brings them in. But he still thinks they're good enough to eat. Rob convinces, like, the entire Omotepe tribe not even to try. He's like, oh, we can't eat the dead fish. We can't eat the Zapatera's fish just to keep them even more isolated. Didn't he say something like the rigamortis is setting yeah. in or something like that because the fish are dead and they're getting stiff and they're going to get sick? I don't know. I think I trust Ralph more on this one than Rob. Uh, I, you know, I, I really don't know. You know, I, I don't I, know I that I would eat the fish. I don't know that I would trust Ralph for anything like that. He he looks he he seems like a Rudy kind of guy. You know, brain parasites yeah, in the water. Who cares? Good, I'm gonna drink it. That's like, a good point. <laughs> you, you made a good point. Uh, but that being said, you have to wonder like, why is Rob making you not eat the fish? It's just another example of like, look at these second class citizens eating these Dead no fish. these no good fish. Like did were they did he catch them or did he find them? They were in the net. net. They were in his fishing net. Unclear for how long. I say eat them then. And Grant does eat a little bit. Did he die? No, no. No. Everyone's fine. As far as we know, nobody got sick from that. Tribal council. Zapateurs, they try. Ralph calls out Philip. Julie calls out Rob. It does no good. Six votes for David, four votes for Rob. Again, I would say this is the right move. Just whittle down these app numbers before you make a move. Yeah, and the reason they honed in on, on David is because uh, he was the most strategic left on Zapatera. Yeah. So I, I think it makes enough sense for remaining Omatepe. Yeah, he was a great winner pick. I messaged them immediately after this episode and said, all right, David is on uh, Redemption Island. Dave's on Redemption Island. If he comes back, he's still my winner pick. But... I'm switching to Rob if I can now. 
So that I, I just locked it in at All that right. point. It, it's going to be Rob, but if David comes back, it's going to be David. And I did the same thing when I first watched. It was kind of kind of the same thing I think that we did with like the edge. Yeah. So you're if they come back to the game, that 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 is your winner pick because they're they're not yeah. gone yet. They're still in the game. Derek, who did you have for best player? So I literally wrote down Rob, I guess, but it was only because he convinced most of his people not to eat the fish for no reason. But this was kind of run of the mill. I almost wanted to say like NA. Everyone kind of did everything they could, and nobody did anything bad. Well, I it, my argument would be. The status quo is exactly the same. That's a point for Rob. Yeah, right. Josh? Yeah, I said Rob. How about worst player? I had NA. Oh. I, I, I did not give out a worst player for this part of the episode. Everyone did their best, and status quo remained the same. So Zapatera is just getting whittled down. Not anything really they can do, but they didn't give up. So I, I gave out NA. Josh? I said Philip. I also said I, Philip. I, I didn't really say why in my notes. So I did. Um, the main thing with Philip is he was talking smack at the Indian Challenge. He's just like, just keep on lowering that social capital there, buddy. So mm. I had Philip. Yeah, that does make sense. I'm not going to fight it too badly. If you guys both said Philip, it's Philip. But like I said in the pre-merge, I'm almost done grading Philip unless he gives me like a huge reason <laughs> to, to do I'm something different. Him. He's a player. I'll, I'll give him all him. the worst players I can. <laughs> I, w- I will say Philip did get confirmed to be second in his alliance yes. in this part of the episode, which is, I guess, point Philip. Yeah, kind of more like a point rob <laughs> yeah i mean congrats you're the least likely to win <laughs> all right episode 10 rice wars one of possibly the least popular episode in survivor history up until maybe season 39 came along this episode sucks and and to to set everyone up so i've already mentioned i was bored out of my mind watching this season i'm probably sitting here playing Pokemon Go a little bit just to keep myself from falling asleep. I've, I've got a seven-month-old. I'm tired all the time. Excuses. And this season is doing absolutely nothing to keep me interested. It hits you like a truck. Yeah, it does. Wait, you, you, like, I, I remember I was, like, on Twitter. I think I was on, like, the Castaway profile just reading just random Survivor things, Big Brother things going on right now. And then all of a sudden, Philip starts talking, and I just stopped dead. And I'm like, wait, what? what are we doing now? So anyway, take it away, Ryan. Yeah, I, I have a list of like eight moments in Survivor that are just like too dark. They're too dark for the, the show, like to the point where like this isn't fun anymore. To this point, we've had two of those back in um, Thailand? Thailand with uh, uh, Ted and Ganya, then uh, also in uh, All Stars with Richard and Sue. And now we're going to have, in this episode, we're going to have another one. Of them. But before we get into that, it starts off, uh, Zapatero's got a lot of rice left. Uh, Omatepe's been, you know, there's more of them. They're eating their own rice. They're they're cruising through Zapatero. They are down to, what, three people left? They have more rice. So Philip's going to steal some of it right at the beginning of the episode. But that's not what causes the rice wars. Redemption Island duel, it's a, a truel now. We have three people. Yep. Two people survive. One person goes home. Mike and Matt are the winners of the duel. David is sent out of the game. He's the first member of the jury. There goes your winner pick. We can officially lock in Rob at this point because exactly nothing has changed. Cool. We're all on Team Rob. It's going to go well for us. Uh, and we don't have to check in with our winner picks anymore. Congrats, guys. We did it. Woo! We did it. Second try. Second try for all of us. Mine was more impressive. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, it kind of was. Yeah. yeah. Omatepe is going to find maggots in the rice. They dump it out. They sort it. They pick the, the good stuff out. They ask if they Zapatero if they can bind their rice together. And Zapatero's like, you know what? Nah, we're good. 
You guys can keep yours. We'll keep ours. Which is fair. They've been making them sleep in like a separate shelter. This is totally justified from Zapatera's part. Completely justified. I would do the same thing. I'm petty. And and they know enough about Rob and Omatepe in general. Combining the rice does nothing for their standing yep. in the game. As it, as it shouldn't. But maybe, maybe if you know you're in the bottom half of Omatepe, you could use this as some kind of inroads. But I don't think so at this point. I, I think the bridges are far burned. I respect the spite. Philip, here we go. Philip gets extremely angry about this and starts threatening to like steal their thing of rice and he was going to mix it together when they're not looking, stuff like that. Steve says Philip is crazy. Philip is going to eventually end up equating Steve calling him crazy to using the N-word. So it's going to get real heavy real fast and even like all the players, like their head jerks around like, whoa, whoa, what? This just happened. There are some vague threats from Philip to Steve. Philip mentions like he's in martial arts. So there's there are threats of violence here. This whole thing is super ugly and extremely uncomfortable. So we'll just bring everything together here from this tribal council and the reunion show. What is going to happen is Jeff, they're going to talk about this at the reunion show and or at, at the first at this tribal council and they're going to, you know, delve into Philip's Baxter a little bit. And I think what happened here is Philip got triggered and it, it kind of brought him back to like some traumatic memories of when he was a kid and some of the ways people spoke to Philip's father and Philip because of the color of their skin, like the use of the word boy and stuff like that. You know, it wasn't saying the N-word, but it was saying stuff that had that implied tone like, oh, we're too civilized and polite to say the N-word, but I'm going to call you something else instead that has the same tone. You know, I think a modern day example would be the word thug. You hear people call black people thugs and it's just like, okay, but what are you really saying there, man? There's some similarities there. And I do think that like for all of the completely off the wall things Philip has said, he does make a lot of sense, especially through a 2022 lens. And I do think society is moving in a direction where we would understand Philip from this perspective right here. And honestly, he does a pretty good job articulating it for, for all of the, the gaffes that he makes and uh, as little tiptoeing as he does in his social interactions. When he's talking to Jeff about this stuff, you can tell it's coming from a place where he's thought about it. Yeah. Maybe not in this exact circumstance, but like people finding ways to put him down because of his skin color. And you know that he has a lifetime experience of that. Yeah, this is a different Philip. This isn't this cartoon character we've seen on the season. This is a, uh, what I can tell, a place of genuine hurt and trauma. Yes. On, on the flip side, Steve is going to reiterate throughout the entire episode, this did not come from a place of racism or, or bigotry or anything like that. Um, he mentions the fact that he, he played on, I think it was the LA Raiders, which was like 80% black. Um, and he's like, you know, this wasn't supposed to be racist. I just genuinely think you're nuts. You're crazy. And in the, we're going to cut to the reunion show and Philip is going to say he was wrong accusing Steve of being racist and that he's going to apologize. And they're going to shake hands. I don't know like if they're close by any means today, but Philip said he was wrong. And I think this was a case of both of them were speaking their truth. Philip saying, you know, this triggering thing that happened in his past, Philip was talking about how it compared to that. And I do, I do genuinely believe Steve meant nothing racial by it. So I think it was just a unfortunate clash um, involving some past experiences and trauma that said, it, it's still no fun at all to watch. Yeah, uh, it, it's very much a social Murphy's Law, I think, where you've got especially, you know, two people who are malnourished and Philip, who honestly, I, I don't think he's been thinking straight uh, or coherent for quite some time now. 
Regardless, I do think that at that tribal council, they do a good job of acknowledging Philip's perspective, acknowledging Steve's perspective. But like the fact that this came out, what was it, nine, 10 years ago, yeah. 11 years ago now? This would have been uh, 2011. 2011. 2011. So I, I was very happy to see that everyone recognized that Philip was coming from a place of genuine hurt. Because I don't think that season one of Survivor, I don't think that season 13 of Survivor, and I do mention that one in particular, I I don't think that those seasons would do the same thing. So I'm glad that we're starting to have that understanding where people come from very different, complex, and traumatizing backgrounds, and we can acknowledge that as a part of their story. This is the most humanizing moment of Philip in the entire season. Uh, I wish it didn't have to come like this, but but it did. So I do think we get some immediate resolution. I'm glad that we get some, like, concrete resolution in in the reunion show and there's there's no bad blood that we know of so so it's good but in the moment i was like wow yeah, uh I, I was not expecting this today yeah this is the least bad of those dark game moments i think is at least it has like a somewhat happy ending like there was peace and, and resolution to it in a positive way it seemed like and and at least the show did a decent job of handling it unlike some of these other incidents so this this still sucked to watch and you know you know, horrible. Nobody wanted to watch this, but you know, could have been worse. Yeah, I think you guys said it better than I probably could. Uh, crazy things happen when people interact who have wildly d- different upbringings and backgrounds. Yeah. So it, it didn't seem like anyone was really in the wrong here. And you know, like you said, there's a lot of things happen when you're when you're malnourished. You say a lot of things that you might not might not mean uh, that can be taken plenty of different ways so steve is going to tell robin grant that the zapatero tribe is just going to vote out philip and if they want to jump on board feel free (laughs) basically all they can do at this point rob's gonna end up winning immunity which is really too bad because i think this would have been the moment to go after rob this would have been the time to do it but it's not gonna happen because how many people we have left at this point we have nine uh so all you need is five people it could have been the three zapateros and then andrew and grant flip over knock out rob it would have been perfect but we can't do it uh, because, or at least attempt to go for it. They don't know he's got an idol. So maybe Rob would have played his idol and saved himself. And then, of course, uh, Ashley and Natalie, we now know, do know about Rob's idol. So it, Rob could have easily survived this, but this would have been the, the opportune moment for the five to go after Rob. Mm-hmm. Okay, now it's going to get ugly again. Julie is going to take <laughs> Philip's swimsuit and bury it in the jungle to try and basically piss off Philip and cause more fights. Which works. There's more fighting, more arguments, more threats. The whole thing is just not fun. I, I get what Julie was going for, but it's not fun. Tribal Council. Julie's going to admit she stole the shorts and then nobody's ever going to find him. Six votes for Julie, three votes for Villa. All things considered, you know, you can't vote for Rob. I don't. What, what do you guys think? What, what should they have done here? Is Julie a good move, considering? I think for Omentepe, it's, it's good enough. Um, you know, you, you still have two Zapatera members to work with if you want to try and pull in Ashley Grant and, you know, maybe pull Andrea over. Like there, there still is room to maneuver to try and get out someone like a Rob and maneuver your way to the top while eliminating people who are worse than you. But given that Rob had immunity, you know, I think Julie is a fine move. And if you're going to keep two, I think Ralph and Steve are probably the the best two to, to keep. From what we could tell, Julie was pretty good socially and she was no slouch either. So yeah. getting rid of her eliminates some physical aspect too. She's the best player of the three. Yeah. The most complete for sure. Yeah, this is so tough just because with, I mean, we talked about the the four people who are end up being the last four on this season 
do need to stick together in order to win the game. So that rules out any possibility of like any split vote situation. Cause you only got what five or six other people. Okay. If you split that, eh, you're not going to have enough uh, to be able to cancel out any sort of idol and still bounce someone. So you almost need to get the remaining five people together and vote out someone not named Rob in that group, say Philip, maybe you need to get people together who, you know, are able to be persuaded against the cult of Rob to be able to vote a non-Rob member out to be able to set yourself up for an idol split in, you know, a vote or two. Which they, they don't know about the idol though. That's the other thing that makes sure. it trickier. Yeah, true. Um, so, I would just spot. kind of, I, I would just assume with someone like Rob or any sort of returning player, especially like on a captain season, I would just assume that they have an idol. Yeah. So that's, that's it for Julie. Uh, for best player, I had uh, Rob. He won immunity, knocked out Julie. I had Rob as well. I had no one. Yeah, that's fair. You probably just felt like it was no fun to watch that episode. Yeah, I just I, had a big old line through it. I think we did the exact same thing back in Thailand when we had the the, the, the Gandhi and Ted stuff. I think we were like, nope, no best player. No, nobody wins. I, I mean, you guys both said Rob, so I don't really need to be a tiebreaker. Yeah. But that's what past Josh said. For worst, I had Philip. I'm not going to factor in all the emotional stuff, but beyond that, he was a little bit hypocritical about the the rice situation, and he made some physical threats where weren't great. Everything else I'm going to completely ignore, uh, Philip. For this one, just because we had somewhat of a resolution at Tribal Council, and I felt like everyone had a good enough, I, I don't know, they were at peace enough about what happened. I ended up just saying N.A. again, but it was because I had a really hard time separating anything that Philip said or did uh, with the rice from any of the racial stuff that came up. And, you know, when someone gets very real and very vulnerable like that, I don't necessarily think you can grade them as a player anymore. And that's why I, I, I don't, I guess I'm abstaining. Okay. Um, so it's not that I, I don't think that anyone played poorly. It's just I'm abstaining from a vote because I, I don't think there's really anything to gain from it. Sure. Uh, I said Philip. <laughs> and, it, and it's fair enough. I'm, I'm not going to fight it. Yeah. No fun. This that, yeah, terrible episode. No, not a not a fun time. Episode eleven. Time to move on. Yeah, episode eleven, a mystery package. Uh, we're gonna get back to camp. And Steve and Philip, they seem to bury the hatchet. Philip says he believes it's self-serving and conventional. Oh, it's Survivor. Most things you do in Survivor are self-serving. But whatever. Philip is gonna have a vision of some kind that is going to lead him to his swimsuit, which is buried in, under the sand, under a rock in the sand. Uh, I think that vision was just production telling him where it was. I, I think production didn't want him walking around in a salmon speedo for the rest of the season. It, it's almost like you're begging for another Richard Hatch style incident to happen at that point, because whenever he was wearing that speedo, they had to blur him out. Yep. So here are your shorts. The entertainment factor, it just isn't here for this. Yeah. If, the, if that is the case, the producers just helped to find him good. Fine. Great. This is uh, an example of production interference that I am in support of. <laughs> absolutely maybe just don't put this other part actually on the show it didn't actually happen come on yeah. <laughs> he, he just has his shorts he never lost them redemption island andrea is gonna try to smile at matt like hey sorry and matt just gives her this look of utter disdain it's very funny total daggers but Those matt, are god's daggers <laughs> god's daggers matt and mike are gonna win and julie is out of the game and julie goes to the jury andrea talks about how she kind of feels guilty about the Matt vote and all this stuff. And, you know, just like her social awareness and kind of empathy she has. And Rob and Grant are like, huh, she she might be dangerous. Maybe we should take her out at six. At six. Yep. 
Cool. I'm really glad they're just telling us what's going to happen. Yeah, it's great. That's exactly what I love for my survivor. But Grant is going to win immunity. He's going to get to take two people on a mini reward where they're just going to get to eat a bunch of chocolate cake. He's going to pick his best friend, Rob, and Andrea, which I think is just to make her feel more comfortable, which I, I do like the Andrea pick a lot. And honestly, is probably a good move to pick Rob just so it doesn't piss him off and he targets you. <laughs> Keep them like feeling okay and secure. So I, I like the Rob and Andrea pick for Grant. Yep, I like it too. Total aside, uh, this reminded me of that scene of Matilda when the kid had to eat the whole entire chocolate cake as a punishment for stealing some chocolate cake. For those of you who've seen Matilda, you know the scene. For those of you who haven't, I guess just watch this scene in Survivor. Actually, Matilda's a better movie, so just watch that instead of the post-merge of Redemption Island. Is Matilda the best part of Survivor Redemption Island? Yes, Matilda is the best part of Redemption Island. I've never seen this movie, so... Uh, It's classic. It's really good. Um, And my wife reminds me of Miss Honey. Okay, I don't know who that is, but... Cool. Also, there is a twist for Tribal Council. There's a, like a message in a bottle or whatever. Spooky. There's a twist or like a package. I guess the mystery package in the season. So, ooh, what could it be? Triple vote off. Hope so. Uh, we're going to end the season right now. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> Rob wins. Congrats. Rob. So Rob talks to Ashley and Natalie just based on whatever this is going to be. He's just like, hey, just in case Andrea's the backup. I like this. Just like, yeah, just in case. We have no idea what this could be. Uh, well, Andrew's at the bottom. Just a reminder that Andrew's 6'6". Six, six. Have a backup plan. Have a backup plan. Um, <laughs> Steve tries to get Ashley and Natalie to vote uh, Rob with him and Ralph. Uh, and then Ashley and Natalie are immediately going to run and tell Rob about this plan. <laughs> just, just, I feel so bad for Steve and Ralph. They're trying so hard and they can't get anywhere. And honestly, and it's just they, rinse and repeat. <laughs> they maybe should have targeted Andrea with this. You know, Grant is pretty tight with Rob. And one thing we need to remember about Grant is, is I... Even in the edit, I felt like Grant had a chance to win because oh, yeah. Grant was always super upbeat. And I just know intrinsically, like people aren't associating the throat cutting with him. Rob is taking all that heat. So Grant has no problem going to the end with a Rob. So like, why should he flip? Grant you beats know? all the Omoteppes, all of them. So and, and I agree with that. And I felt that. And I vocalized it to Ryan. So yep. there's no bias here. Yep. That's, that, I can't confirm. Is that why they just don't seem to be moving that hard against Rob and like trying to convince people that like, hey, you are not going to win. You need to take out Rob. Is it because like people still at this point don't think that he's going to be able to win? Grant, Ashley, and Andrea all beat Rob. Natalie and Philip, their best chance really is to go against Rob, maybe Ashley. So for half of them, it's totally fine to go with Rob and keep the numbers. And for the other ones... It's they logical. want th- th- it's logical because like they have the best chance to beat Rob. They've kind of created this axiomatic self proof of exactly why they should stay together. It's a, the Omatepe adhesive. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. This is a bad chemical compound. Ugh, I hate this season so much, you guys. So at Tribal Council, Steve reminds everybody, "Hey, remember what happened with Lex on Survivor All Stars?" And everybody's like, "What's Survivor All Stars?" <laughs> I loved this part. Who's Lex? Even Jeff has to step in and explain what happened in a little bit more detail. I'm like, I'm like, there's three people here, jury included and Redemption Island included, who possibly know what's going on here. I think if everybody left in the game, I'd say probably Steve and Ralph might know about, obviously, All-Stars and Andrea, and that's it. That yeah. is it. Because, I mean, Christina would have, but she's long gone. Like, would have yeah. gone, and that might be it. So, yeah, no one knows who Lex is. So nothing happens. It's going to be six votes for Ralph, two votes for Rob. They, they got to go after Rob at some point, though. They, I, I feel like they should have taken the shot and just tried to, tried to break up his control of the tribe. 
And I and I disagreed. Okay. And, and if you don't mind, I'll just jump right into oh. best player. So I actually had best player as Grant uh, because he wins immunity. I liked his picks for the reward. And I think that he beats everybody on Ometepe. So just keep on, keep rolling. Get rid of Zapatera and you've got room to work with. And I think that Rob and Grant are close enough that if Rob can, Rob's going to take him at least to the final four. And Grant being who he is, has a chance to win his way in to a final three. And I mean... Let's apply retrospective. I'm going to pull Ryan for a second, even though I don't usually do this because I'm like the Virgil of the season. That's what Rob wanted to do. And he just doesn't get a chance to because a certain other person wins immunity. But we'll, we'll get there. So I had Grant as my best for the first part of this episode. This is a weird one. So we're going to come back to best worst player because this is, this is, this is not a two-part episode. This is just a two-vote-out episode. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll come back to you, Derek, on this because the twist is going to come up. After Ralph goes out. And and Ralph is definitely a bigger threat than Steve. Because Steve is kind of dying. But we're going to get a second immunity challenge at Trouble Council. And immediately we're going to vote afterwards. Rob is going to win. Um, and then we're just going to get rid of the other Zapatera person. Six votes for Steve. One vote for Grant. Fine. Whatever. Yeah, the, the issue I have is not with the second vote. It is the first vote. Just like, I, I, I know you disagreed with me. But it's just like, you, you got to break this up at some point. You have to, like, undo the hold Rob has in this game. You got to try. I don't know. Maybe this is just like me projecting onto the season. Like, do something. I, I think this is a little bit of Ryan projection. Maybe. Because cause as I looked at it, I'm like, Grant beats everybody. Yeah. So, like, why why not just keep status quo? Like, no Zapatera can make it to the end if Grant wants to lock in his win, right? For my second best player, I did give it to Rob because he kept uh, immunity from going to Steve. Uh, because, you know, if Steve wins immunity, I think they do go after Andrea. But, you know. Maybe Andrea steps up and does a live travel and Rob goes home. I, I doubt it. And he's got the idol, so. <laughs> and he's got the idol, so he's not going anyway. But So I, I have Rob as my second best player. But I, I do think overall, uh, this was Grant's shining episode. And I, I think he really was able to step in, even with this horrible edit, as a true threat to win this game. So, yeah, just a reminder, the two people got voted out in this episode with two dropper councils. We are allowed to give two best and two worst out. I, so, Derek, your best are Rob and Grant. Grant and Rob. Grant and Rob in that order. Grant and Rob. For me, I gave the first one to Rob because he uh, the plan to make Andrea the backup to the backup was smart. If you want immunity, knocked out Ralph and Steve. Great. I actually gave my second one to Philip. I gave a best player of the episode to Philip. Here's why. What, what, what? I liked that. <laughs> what? I liked that he made up with Steve. That was great. But it was also this this was a great move for him to knock out Ralph and Steve. This is the logical move. I, I guess the reason I didn't go with Grant is I thought this might have been an opportunity since he had immunity to try and take out Rob. And yeah, you make a good point. Like he would beat Rob at the end, but you know, just I feel like knocking Rob out of the game would just give you that resume builder. So yeah, you, you would win. But I think if this wasn't Redemption Island, I think in a normal season with like people who actually knew the game, I think maybe take out Rob or go for Rob. But since this is Redemption Island and these people don't, they've never seen the show. Yeah, Derek, you might be right. So with this specific group and this specific cast, yeah, I think Derek, you're probably right. But it, it's really hard to carry forward this lesson yes. into any future seasons. Yeah, I think in general, you want to go for Rob. This is kind of the exception to the rule. Yeah. But Josh, I mean, you kind of get to get an opportunity to break a thigh here. So we agreed on Rob. We agree on Rob. So who, who's going to get the second one, Josh, Grant or Philip? And who did past Josh say? Uh, so past Josh, and I think current Josh does agree with past Josh. My first was Grant uh, and my second was Rob. All right. Uh, so it was the exact same as Derek. And I think his reasoning was perfect. So I'm not, I'm not going to go into really much of a why, because I did want to mention something that I was just thinking about now uh, is that. It seems like we're really stuck here. It, we're really stuck in 
what is the move? It seems like everyone's kind of in the right spot for, for trying to align themselves at the end and just kind of keeping Rob around in this game. Obviously, that's not going to end up being the the best scenario for everybody. So I, I feel like when we're thinking about was this the right move for you know Grant or whoever else might still be in the game, Andrea, whoever it might be, it's almost like you have to look like more than just at this vote. You have to look at like three or four votes ahead and look to see, okay, well, I know that these three or four people are going to be voting against me later down the line. I need to have enough people to be able to take on those guys because Rob is going to want to bring these other two losers with him. (laughs) So the three of them are going to stick together, screwing over the other two or three however many we have left in this game that are remaining. So even though we think that we can beat Rob now, we have to make a move now to even be able to get to the point of being able to beat Rob. That doesn't mean that you need to take out Rob. That means that you need to take out one of the other two people that he's looking to bring to the end with him. Clear up the goats positions, maybe take out like a Philip or a Natalie and just like open some of those goat spots up. Yeah, goat slaughter. Yeah, goat slaughter. All right, let's get into worst players. Derek, who do you have for your two worst players of the episode? So I have Natalie and Ashley. And, and you know, I, I you could just hang your hat on the fact that they immediately went and tattled to Rob as soon as a Zapatera member came and tried to scheme with them. But I want to go a little bit deeper than that because I, I do think that insofar as Ometepe is concerned, I think that Grant beats everyone and based on work ethic alone and being civil in camp life and also being sort of outed by Owen Tepe earlier in the season and having time uh, eventually on Redemption Island, but I guess we're not there yet. I apologize. But, um, you know, Andrea is number two, Ashley three, and then Rob, Philip, and Natalie are four, five, and six. You know, I don't know where they are exactly and where they would end up based on this point in the game. But Ashley and Natalie being a duo – they should have, regardless of, you know, tattling to Rob, they need to be targeting someone like Grant, you know, because for the second part of this episode, Grant does not have immunity any longer. Rob gets it. You know, you, you need to form a bond with those Zapatera and even take out Philip and do a goat slaughter. Get out somebody in Ometepe so you have more room to operate because you need to, one, start making moves, and two, taking out people on Ometepe who can beat you. That's going to involve taking out Andrea, involve taking out Grant. And you know what? I'm still not convinced based on my first watch through that I, I was convinced Ashley could beat Rob. I was pretty convinced Grant could. I didn't know about Ashley because she had zero edit. Yep. So when I'm looking at this, I'm, I'm watching this, and I'm like, Ashley, Natalie, as a duo, you have power. And if you go with Zapatera, that's four to three. You need to do something, and they just don't do it. So I think that Natalie for sure loses the game here. And I think that Ashley just made her road to the top quite a bit harder. She lost some room to maneuver. I also give one to Ashley. My other one was to Andrea, just because the way she was, she talked too much basically about her emotional relationships in this episode and how, about her guilt. Um, and I, I think that made her a target even more so. So I had Andrea and Ashley as my two. And Derek, your two were? Uh, Natalie and Ashley. Natalie and Ashley. Okay, so you guys agreed on Ashley. Past Josh had no one. (laughs) They're all just like, yep, this this looks good. Everyone's getting knocked out of the game, so no worse players. I don't know. Uh, This is kind of where it goes back to how you want to approach the final stage of the game and if you think that you're aligned with people who you can beat. And it seems like everyone seems like they're in that position, so I can't really blame them too much. 
But if I'm going to be a tiebreaker between the two of you, I think I'd go with Ryan. I think that Andrea has the most to lose here by not making that move to take some people out. I think it's too late for Natalie uh, at this point. But Andrea, I think, still has enough room to to work with uh, where if she is able to make a move to upend this game, she could get votes in the end. Yeah, and the only thing I'll add on to that is when I gave two worst, I purposely gave it to the duo because as a twosome, they could go with Zapatera and do something just with those numbers. Whereas like if you're looking at Andrea alone, yeah, she could flip, but then you're still down one in the numbers. Um, and, and that was where I, I kind of assigned it to a duo in a way. So maybe it's Natalie and Ashley and then Andrea, but I, I do think that it was in all three of their interests to maybe make something happen this episode. Yeah. That trio needs to be doing something. Yep. And we see that all the way through the finale too. And it's ridiculous. And I think we're going to fly through the rest of this season now because it's pretty straightforward. From your episode 12, you mangled my nets. Redemption Island. It's a four-person duel, quadruel. This a time. quarrel. Quarrel? A quarrel? Yes. Um, Professor my- Quarrel. <laughs> so Mike, Matt, and Ralph are, are all going to win. And Steve is going to get eliminated from the game. I don't think Steve cared anymore, though. So Mike has an option. Family visit. He can either keep a family visit for himself. He can give one to uh, Matt and Ralph. We're still in the game. Or he can give one to the six people on the Ometepe tribe who are still in the game. He, he's going to pick the six because he can spread the most love that way. So he gives it to the six people in the game for some dumb reason. Just because Mike's a good guy, I think. Uh, dude, he, just pick yourself. He, he wants to give out as much love as possible. He talks about, you know, he was reading passages of the Bible that I'm sure that Matt was letting him read. Yeah. They're both very religious. They bonded over that uh, before even, even Matt got voted out the second time. So... I get where he's coming from on a moral level or a personal level, uh, but I probably wouldn't have done it that way. Yeah, just bring your loved one and have like a good memory because you're probably not getting back in the game. Honestly, <sighs> this will not help you win. Just just do the selfish thing. It's and this, this is a really weird example of like, you know what? Yeah, probably just go ahead and win the loved one's visit this time. Yeah. Um, well, and, and the thing is, well, yeah, I guess they did mention like the person who gets first place to do will win the loved one to visit. This is a Redemption Island duel. You need to win this. Yes, you can't. You can't throw this one. Yeah, win it. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I would have just done the spiteful thing and brought my loved one to visit me. On well, and everyone's Island. when you get back into the game, everyone's going to be gunning for you anyway. So what does it matter? Well, and Mike will claim this is not a game move. It was just a, a morality move, which is probably true. I've heard nothing but good things about Mike. So whatever. Dumb. It, it, it doesn't ultimately matter. No, no, no. Rob is going to win immunity. And what's funny is this is a big meme in the survivor community. When his, I think it was his, I can't remember who came out to visit him because I zoned out through the entire family visit because I didn't care at all. Was but it his sister? Might have been his sister. I think that's it was not right. Amber. Amber, I think, was pregnant at the time, so she could she yeah. could come visit. But uh, basically, they gave Rob a shirt with a picture of Amber and his baby on it. So he like mm-hmm. he's wearing the shirt with Amber and his baby on it. And Jeff during the challenge is like Rob, literally carrying his family on his back. <laughs> and so that's a huge meme literally carrying this on his back literally literally carrying his family on his back but rob does win immunity and for the record this challenge was brutal yeah long brutal endurance challenge for and josh if you don't remember this is where they have to run up and down the steps probably two dozen times mm. rob it's 110 degrees out and rob nearly passes out when he gets to the top yeah that's right yeah i didn't remember it but i, I can picture it a little bit when you say it Tribal Council, yada, yada. Five votes for Andrea, one vote for Philip. We knew she was on the bottom. It's a fine move. She's probably second in the pecking order of who can win. You know, Grant may have been the better move overall, but for Rob, at least this prevents like an all-girls alliance from happening. And just like it knocks the women's numbers down to two. 
and Grant is a close ally. Still, Andrew is the sketchiest of the six. So, you know, you can make an argument for, I think, Grant being the person, the right move, but I think Andrea was a fine move. I think for Ometepe in general, Andrea being easily, you know, top two, or top, I'll, say, I'll say easily top three on Ometepe to win, plus the fact that she had a strong bond with Matt at plenty of points, and the fact that Zapatera knows her to be an outsider on Ometepe, that could go either way for them when they're making their jury deliberations. Sandra kind of had the same thing happen in Heroes versus Villains, and she won. It's like, well, why didn't you come with us? Well, because you guys were never organized enough for me to want to come with you. So, like, that that could be Andrea. So cutting her here, I think, is just fine uh, as a number six. And Andrea had plenty of opportunities to make moves earlier and, and didn't do it. Yeah, this is this is tough. Andrea, Ashley, and Grant, like, the three really strong people almost need to get together here because they need to be smart enough to know that even if it feels like Rob is your, like, that you're the one closest to Rob. Rob isn't dumb. Rob is a very good player, and he knows that he needs to bring two goats to the end to be able to win this game. So it is a little foolish to think that he's going to bring you with if you think that you're playing a good game. So it, it just doesn't make sense to me that they are falling for that trick. So I think I think we can safely say if you have a, a spot where you can't get rid of this power player who is ruffling some feathers, he won't necessarily win, but you can't get rid of him. I think if you just start doing a goat slaughter to like force him to go to the end with you, I think that's probably the best way to go if you're in a situation like this. Yeah, I think in an ideal world, Grant, Andrea, and Ashley being the top three on this tribe, and you know even lump Natalie in there. They they chop Philip at this point. Yeah. Natalie's already lost the game. It doesn't matter. But for Ashley, Andrea, and Grant, now Boston Rob can't win. Yeah, now Boston. If you chop a goat, Rob's a goat. He can't win anymore. So, yeah, that might be the route to go. And and that's kind of been the case for the last, like, three votes, too. So it's, like, nothing new here, really. It's just trying to remember that. Yep. Yeah, it, and there is timing involved because Andrea goes home. And guess what? Now Ashley, Grant, and Natalie could still get together, vote out Philip, and Boston Rob can no longer win the game. Yeah. Like, the, there are so many opportunities for something to go right. But on the flip side is, you know, you can't let Grant get to the end either because Grant will win. I, I understand that. So, yeah. It's, it's almost like the scheme's tough. It's Survivor <laughs> is really Worry weird. about that next. Best player, I have Rob. He won immunity, took out Andrea. Yeah, it's Rob. Yeah, I had Rob. Worst player, I had Philip. Uh, we didn't really talk about it, but he spent the whole episode annoying people. So I actually had Natalie, um, and this was at a point where I saw Ashley and Natalie kind of on a similar vein. I didn't know how good of social bonds they had or hadn't done. We're not going to get the whole Natalie hasn't done anything narrative until maybe starting next episode or the episode after that. And so watching Nat, and then, so this is again, live, not no retrospection here. She showed some emotion. And then I also said by not targeting you know, Rob or Grant this episode, and I'm talking pre-Rob winning immunity and taking play, taking part in scheming beforehand. Natalie has basically made it so she can no longer win the game. This was the episode I decided that Natalie definitely can't win. You can tell that I was just blazing through these episodes because I put no one. No. <laughs> You're very helpful, Josh. So tie break it. Philip and Natalie then. I'm going to go with Philip. That's I fair. Guess. It's you, the default. You can, you can, you can always it's pick Philip to be the worst player of the episode, and I'm going to say, yeah, I can't fight it. Natalie's already lost the game. Uh, Phillip's all, also already lost the yep. game, so just going to go with Philip. They're the goats for these awards. Yes. Episode 13, too close for comfort. Natalie's caught in a position where she's really between Ashley and Rob for the entire episode. They're both emotionally manipulating her, 
and Rob is going to say, like, I hate that Ashley's corrupting Natalie. She's emotionally manipulating her. Rob, what are you doing? <laughs> so he's basically saying, like, hey, I can't emotionally manipulate her if Ashley's too busy emotionally manipulating her. Rob's, like, trying to gaslight us. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> it's pretty comical. Yeah. It's genius. And, and for the record, Rob doesn't take his confessionals too seriously no. either. He's like, she's so innocent and, you know, non-corrupt. I like that. That's loyal. That's predictable. I want to keep that around. And Ashley's planting seeds in her brain. We can't have that. Uh, and it's so funny because everything Ashley says to Natalie, she immediately just goes and tells Rob everything. Nobody likes a squealer. Yeah. <laughs> it just gets stitches, Natalie. <laughs> have you ever heard that? It's really funny when Andrea gets to Redemption Island because Ralph, Mike, and Matt make her sleep on the ground and they sleep in the shelter. Ah, we don't have enough room. There's not enough room at the end. You can sleep on the ground. You're the second class citizen now. You're the Argonian. Andrea, lizard person confirmed. I love this. They get a worse night's sleep and do worse than do a whole play. It's great. All right. So Philip, Ashley, Natalie, they're going to get in another big fight about rice. It's stupid. Who cares? But it is going to drive Ashley and Natalie closer together. That's, you know, you, 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 you foot Philip versus these two, and these two are going to get closer. I mean, this really worries Grant and Rob. They're like, we need to get Ashley out next. They're too close. We got to split up that duo. And Ashley's the bigger target of the two. Yeah. And I will say this was one of Rob's funnier confessionals in the post-merger. He's like, Philip, you're making people, you're making everybody unify over how much they hate you. You know how hard it is to get people to hate each other when everybody's too busy hating you? You're making my job so hard. And Ashley, she wants Grant out next, but it sounds like it's going to be Ashley. Oh, wait, she wins immunity. Oh, uh, the, this, the biggest like, thing of drama. Like something happened. Oh, no. And this is the point where we can start talking about Grant and, and Ashley's chances of winning, right? Because, you know, Andrea, sort of the X factor in Ometepe is gone, right? At this point in the five, both Grant and Ashley, I think they're exactly where they wanted to be. And it was, if we win... We're in. If we make it to the final three, we win because there's no way that either of them would let the other get there. So whoever wins the most immunities at key points is going to make it to the final three and they're going to win. Ashley gets the upper hand here. I think if Grant wins here, I think there's a really good chance he ends up winning the whole thing, but that doesn't happen. Ashley wins. We're going to get some drama because Rob has to cut his friend. He's got to cut Grant because he needs Natalie. He needs Philip. He has to go to the end with those two where he loses. So the only other option is Grant. Puts on a big show to make Grant feel safe. But at Tribal Council, it's four votes Grant, one vote Natalie. This is the right move. It's the right move. I, I... Grant has to go. He has to. For anyone else to win, Grant has to be out. Yep. Yeah. Now that there's no extra person, because Natalie has no reason to, to flip at, the, at this point. So you can't use her as a number. And all of a sudden, you're out of people. So granted, Ashley, two is not bigger than three. So by default, he's the right move. Derek, best player of the episode? It's Ashley. No, okay. uh, She won immunity and she took out her biggest competitor left in the game. And uh, the only person currently in the game, not counting redemption, that can, that can beat her. That's with retrospective, uh, a retrospective look. In real time, I was looking at Ashley and Rob at this point as a little bit of a toss-up. And I was like, either way, Grant's the biggest threat here send him to redemption and there's a chance he doesn't come back in the game. You got to get him gone now because he's threat number one. As good as Rob has been, people don't like him. And at least you're giving the jury something to think about, something to mull over. Like, yeah, you know what? He played really well, but he cut you, right? Grant, he's played really well, but Rob did the cutting. So Grant wins. Grant's got to go. So Ashley, Ashley did the best move here, I think. 
I had Rob because he just manipulated everyone so well, continued in. You know, he knocked out Grant, which was the right move for him. Pastor said Ashley here. Okay. I don't hate it. And and by the way, I don't want to give Rob credit. I, I don't want to give Rob credit for doing this because he would have taken out Ashley here. Sure. And he should have probably wanted to take out Grant here. He was forced into taking out Grant. I mean, he would have taken out Ashley? Maybe. We'll never know. We'll never know for sure, but all indications yes. just, like, suggest. you know, point that he was he was he was gunning for Ashley. I think I think I'm just like so skeptical of this edit because this is one of the worst edits and like sure. the least honest edits in the history of the show. So like it's like I, what's actually going I'm on? Ne- I'm just rejecting everything the edit is telling us. Yeah. Yeah. I think mostly just because she saved herself. I think current Josh is gonna stick with my Ashley pick. That's fair. They were the best two for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh how about worst player? So interestingly, I actually had Rob. Um, I thought by not going to Grant and telling him that he was being voted out, that it actually hurts Rob's chances to win because he could have easily gone to Grant and said, Philip and the girls are getting together and they want to take you out. I can't do anything about it. Now he had an idol, but he's not going to play the idol on him. So just say, it's going to be you. I wish I could do something. Go to redemption. Give them hell. I wish you the best. Because unfortunately, I think by withholding that, if Grant does get back in the game, which is still something that he should be considering and something that is absolutely possible because Grant is a challenge beast, you don't want that bridge to be burned if he is like your numero uno. So I really wish that Rob would have, for once, not blindsided someone and just kind of fessed up and said, I'm sorry, it has to be you. If you'd have won, it'd have been Ashley, but it's got to be you now. Hmm. He should have pulled a Lex. Yeah, he should have. He <laughs> should have pulled the Lex. Uh, one of the few times where I felt it was appropriate. Well, and I, I think it's redemption. Like you said, Redemption Island. It's the perfect formula at this point to be able to have, be able to have your cake and eat it too. You have, you have vote him out, biggest threat, and then still have the benefit of him if he does come back, using him as a number. Sure. If needed. and if anything else, if he's on the jury, you've I'm got good. You've got goodwill there. A very interesting jury vote you guys have. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, I gave it to Natalie just because she was manipulated so easily. And I realized I don't think I'd given Natalie a worst player this entire season. I'm like, it's time. Natalie <laughs> needs one. So I think I'm like, I'm just, I was basically looking for opportunity to make sure Natalie got on the board for negatively. <laughs> you know, past Josh, this was, this was in my streak of not giving out a worst player. I, I didn't give out a worst player for this one just because it seemed like it was just by default, everyone remaining, it was the right move. I'm not against giving it to Natalie for that reason. So. Sure. Yeah, I think Rob's might be too hot of a take, but I like your idea. It, it, it's just me trying to give the, the viewers something. or, the, you know, the listeners something to think about, something to mull yeah, over. You know, as great of a strategic mm. game as Rob played, I, I don't think it was flawless nope. and he didn't need to be as Machiavellian as he did. And he treated Grant a little bit like the second class citizen that he tried to turn Zapatera into. And I think that ultimately hurts him in Grant's eyes, even if he does ultimately get Grant's vote. Yeah. Because there's no one else to vote for. Finale seems like a no-brainer, like this entire season. Final <laughs> duel, Grant is going to be the first one to fall out, followed by Matt. <laughs> the last Aww. duel. He wins every duel but the last one. Oh, hilarious. That's a good movie. And the entire time, like, everyone seemed like they just had no concentration. Like, everyone was paying attention yeah. to everyone else. I think it's that like, was the trick of the editing and the fact that they are so mal, uh, malnourished. And then Mike is the last one to fall, last one of the Zapatero to go. So Grant, Matt, and Mike are all out of the game. So here's let's let's talk about Matt a little bit here because this is kind of funny. So Matt Elrod, now known as Wyatt Nash, has become a mildly successful Hollywood actor. He's been in stuff. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Who's he in Brooklyn Nine Nine? He's in one episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine. 
Nope. Says nope. Background no, no, guy? He's, he's an actual actor. He, yeah, Josh, you'll particularly love this. I got to make sure I get the name right because there are two detectives on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, Scully and Hitchcock, who are like the two, like they're mm-hmm. the terrible detectives at the butt of the jokes. And they do a whole episode, uh, flashback kind of showing their origin story and how they used to be these young studs who like these, these awesome cops. One of them is Thad from uh, Blue Mountain State. Yes. The other oh, one yeah. is Matt Elrod, <laughs> Wyatt Nash. Yep. What? Let's go back and watch. Because I didn't know that either. I watched it hope so it didn't click because he looks really different now. And I, I didn't know that until recently when we did this rewatch. I looked at him like, wait, what? And I had to go look it up. Blew my mind. Um, but here's some of the other stuff he's done. Because he basically he won't acknowledge Survivor. They, they asked him back. He's like, nope. <laughs> Never yeah, I, again. You mean, you mean he didn't have a good time? Yeah, he had a terrible time. He's in a, a few episodes of Pretty Little Liars. He's plays the hot doctor in Dr. Ken. Okay. Uh, he was in Dear White People and then uh, Riverdale. Okay. And then he had a small role in 4B Ferrari. How many, uh, how many episodes in Dear White People? I've seen that show. Uh, he's a recurring character. So I don't, it doesn't say how many episodes. Wow, I need to go back and Kirk. think. Okay. So, yeah. No, he's... Really? Yeah, that's... Wow. He looks, he, I, you know, I did not recognize him when I watched this episode yep. of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but just looking at the image now, it's, yeah, that's him. And it, he has the exact haircut as what he has at the reunion show. Yeah, it, it's kind of wild. It, it, he looks completely different because he's got short hair now. So, yeah, that's Wyatt Nash, a.k.a. Matt Elrod. Cool. Good for him. Fun facts. Andrea is going to get back in the game from this final duel. So Andrea immediately goes to like Ashley and Natalie. He's like, hey, the jury doesn't respect you guys. They think you're all Rob's puppets. I mean, fair. <laughs> and probably true. This is, this is the perfect move. This is the, this is the perfect thing to say for someone re-entering the game. Unfortunately, Andrea doesn't know that Rob is an idol. And Ashley and Natalie do know. And this is also the last vote where Rob could play as idols. This is going to do no good. This is the least good time to target Rob. But she doesn't know that. So. She, does, she doesn't know that. So it's fine for Andrea. But, like, you know, this is why if you really wanted Rob out, which Natalie and Philip probably should have, Grant probably should have at one point or another just because he might cut him. But for, like, you know, Ashley and Grant, I don't hate the fact that they keep Rob around. They can, they can beat him. So Rob wants Ashley out next than Andrea. Unfortunately, Ashley's going immunity. So it sounds like Andrea's going to go. Rob even announces, Andrea, sorry, you're going, Andrea. <laughs> There's, like, a brief moment of a lot of paranoia where Ashley and Natalie are deciding what to do. And this is all played up for drama to make it seem like Rob could be in danger. But Rob was never in any danger. He's not, he has the idol and Ashley and Natalie know about it. They're not going to gun for him. It's just not going to happen. And he's going to play his idol anyway. Yep. It's going to be four votes for Andrea, one vote for Rob. I guess what they could have done, this could have been funny, is like try and knock Rob out of the game anyway, just for the lulls, and put your votes on Rob, and then he plays the idol, and Andrea gets knocked out anyway. So if Andrea is Rob's target, maybe maybe go for Rob and try and like humiliate him. That'd be kind of funny. I don't know. I think you put the votes on Rob anyway, because by not doing it, you let the jury know that he was, in fact in control the entire time if he foils your plot that's one thing and then you can say at final tribal yeah the reason we couldn't vote him out is because he was threatening with an idol but we decided you know maybe he doesn't play it maybe within his hubris he'll decide not to play it because he wants the hardware he wants a souvenir so you can play it off and ultimately it doesn't matter and then rob knows that he needs to walk on eggshells in the final four and that could kick up enough dust for you know maybe get in his head a little bit uh, so for Ashley, for sure, I, I think that targeting Rob here is probably the best move. You know, and we just saw this in 42. People aren't, they're not a lock to play their advantages uh, the last time they could play it. Some, for some people think it shows like some weakness or something like that. So 
you know, it, it may seem like a no-brainer. Like, of course they're going to play their advantage, and you should play your advantage, but not everybody's going to do that. So if you're in a desperate st- spot, go for it. Maybe it'll work out. I'm going to kind of go back to where everyone is positioning-wise, uh, and you basically have I, – I guess I don't really know. I might need to ask Ryan here. Ashley is number one as, and- like – who who can beat everybody's Ashley Andrew right beats now. everybody. Andrew, Andrew beats everybody. Okay. Yeah, because now she spent time on redemption yeah. with a bunch of jury members. So Andrew wants to flip uh, the other two girls, and from Ashley's perspective, she's number two behind Andrea. Well, she again, once again, she needs to know that Rob is not going to bring her to the end because he wants to bring two people he can destroy so she this is her role in this episode is she needs to convince natalie to vote for philip i don't know how since she can't win regardless uh (laughs) but she needs to convince her to vote for philip because rob's gonna play his idol but then at least you have a shot to be able to go against natalie rob even if it's against andrea it's better than being voted out of the game you know, and, and I think I like this. I, I think that Ashley, Natalie, and Andrea should have targeted Philip because then Andrea has a win in, in opportunity and Ashley gets to the end three out of four times because Natalie won't bring Andrea, Rob won't bring Andrea, and Ashley won't bring Andrea because they all know that Andrea can probably win. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a, like, eh, it could go either Andrea or, Ash, Andrea or Ashley either way. But, you know, again, you you, you prevent Rob from winning, basically. And, and yeah. going going to the end together, like, those two girls, yeah, you don't know if you're going to beat each other, but it's a hell of a lot better than not being at Final Tribal. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with Josh. I think the right yeah. move is to uh, probably target Philip here. You've changed, you've changed my mind live. Yep. Thank you. All, I appreciate all you, you need to do, and it's a big ask, but all you need to do is convince Natalie. <laughs> all you need to do is do something. I, I like this idea of the goat slaughter. Just, just fill up, free up those spots. Free up those spots. If you have you know, some big goats in the game, knock them out. It frees up a spot. And we'll see that in future seasons where people yep. just just – drag a horde of people to the end because they can beat them and uh, it almost pulled it up in their face and they can on to the idols the goat army almost rose didn't end up happening but that would have been funny yeah definitely uh would have been a better option than what ended up happening mm-hmm. josh who did you have for best player of the final five you know even though i just criticized her i did have ashley for winning immunity you could say andrew for getting herself back in the game but can't yeah. give it to andrea she got oh i mean yeah yeah (laughs) honorable dishonorable mention on both sides uh for for andrea (laughs) but i'll I'll give it to ashley purely for winning immunity i gave it to rob he played his idol he took on andrea so i'm I'm gonna do two parts here in real time i gave it to rob because we did not have any confirmation that he had told natalie or ashley about his idol so i was amazed that he by the vote count didn't need to use it i was like wow he really had him in a chokehold in retrospect, I'm still actually, you know what? No, it's Rob either way, because I do think that Ashley, Natalie, and, you know, ultimately Andrea, I guess Andrea at least tried to do something, but Ashley and Natalie made the wrong move here. And um, they should have, they should have targeted Philip and they didn't. So it's Rob. Uh, how about worst player, Josh? Past Josh said no one again. Worthless. Uh, I was just kind of sick of the season. Current Josh, I actually think I'm going to stick with no one. Like if you're going to say missed opportunity, I, I guess, I, I mean, I gave best player to Ashley, but like Natalie can't win. Philip can't win. Rob got the right person out to be able to like advance himself into the finals. So I, I think it actually might be no one. I just give it to Philip because he's being really annoying again and he's not really doing anything. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you, you, you I guess could that's say Natalie. Reason. You could say Ashley almost because they didn't do anything. I think any of those three you could give it to and I wouldn't 
complain. And I will. I gave it to Natalie. There you go. Uh, but, like, we're splitting hairs here, people. Yeah, they all suck. Everything's terrible. The season sucks. Andrew is going to play again. Do we want to see it? Of the players on this season, I guess I'm most – I don't even say most okay, but, like, I'm okay with Andrew returning. I'm not going to be gung-ho about literally anybody because Rob is the only person that we know except for Philip, and I don't want Philip to ever come back. Uh, so, like, cool, Andrea's is back. Someone from Redemption Island who's not named Rob. Uh, but am I, like, super jazzed about it? No. Big no, I'm bored. I don't want anybody from the season coming back. Just scrap Redemption Island, forget it exists. I was fine with it. It's like, eh, she, she showed some kind of props, but at the same time, she, like, it was all kind of there, but she just never did a good job at actually executing anything. So hard to know. Final four. Derek, did you notice something? Something missing from uh, the final four. Oh, yeah. We did not do the uh, fallen comrades. Now, I was wondering if you were going to notice. And they just didn't air it. They put it on like CBS.com. You could watch it. So they, they filmed it. They just didn't air it. Surprised you didn't pause the episode and bring me to YouTube. Bro, I don't want to watch that either. <laughs> uh, but yes, I, mean, like I, to surprise I, you I did make a note for a second. Like I thought like, oh yeah, Fallen Comrades is coming up. And then it never did. And I was like, huh. Now, bad news, it's not gone forever. But we didn't get it this season. We didn't get it. We got a break. Rob is going to win the final immunity challenge. And by the way, he screams like a guy who just won a million dollars. He knows he's won. This is where he, he knows. knows he's won. He tells Ashley and Natalie that it's Philip, but then later he's like, Natalie, it's actually it's actually Ashley because it's it's gotta be Ashley. And and basically the reason is because of the social connections. Um and, and Ashley is gonna go, it's gonna be three votes for Ashley, one vote for Philip. And I think Philip and Natalie have no shot. Like I cannot emphasize how much of a zero percent chance they win the game. I think they have a better shot against Ashley than Rob. But we can't vote out Rob. So I think they should have probably voted out Rob here, even though Ashley would beat Rob, if that makes any sense. If Rob didn't have immunity. Yeah, if Rob didn't have immunity, I think Rob should have been the person to go home here, even though Ashley just beat him. But Philip and Natalie have a better shot against Ashley. But they can't do that because he's got immunity. So the only person left to go home is Ashley. So it's the right move. By default. I mean, you know, does Natalie force fire for Ashley and Philip? Actually, that's what I would, just for entertainment purposes, you know, force fire. Come on. Like, it, it's kind of pointless because, like, I would think that if I'm Natalie, I can at least beat Philip. And so you don't want to give him a resume booster to get above you. And you don't want to boost Ashley anymore if you feel like you can beat her. So, like, it doesn't make sense, but it's hard because, like, they've already lost the game. Well, it's something she could do. Like, hey, Rob wanted me to do this. I refused. Made fire. This is a move I made. It was an attempt to put my mark on the game. That's something she could say in the final trouble council as opposed to, like, I stuck with Rob the whole time. Yeah, it, it's it's too little too late regardless. You know, we can talk about the little things they could have done to add finishing touches to their games. But, like, Philip and Natalie, retrospectively, they lost this a long time ago. In real time, I was saying to myself, Rob is immunity. The biggest threat left is Ashley. She has to go. And then afterward, before we started the reunion show, I had a conversation with Ryan. I'm like, you know, because Rob was Machiavellian, did Ashley have a chance to win? And Ryan said, based on what I know, yes, she did. And I was like, okay, cool. So now I can kind of look at the, the post-merge through that lens. Because the jury did not want to vote for Rob. They, they were wanted, they looking were, for reasons not to. Yeah, they did not want to give him the win. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I would have liked to see Natalie force a tie just because then who knows, like assuming that Philip is going to get zero votes, 
maybe Ashley takes a couple from Rob and then you can sweep up a couple by some random miracle. And you know, it's a, a like a three, two, two or some weird, like matter shot. I don't know. It's a better shot. It improves yeah. the odds slightly. Josh, who's your best yep. player of the final four? Uh, Rob. Yep. Uh, he, he locked up the game with his win. He knew it. The audience knew it. No secret. Yeah. He wins the game here. Yeah. And on top of that, you know, he got Natalie to stay loyal to the end. Uh, worst player? I went, I went with Philip because he's just being his usual self. Oh, there we go. He was up to his normal cartoonish behavior. Uh, I did not give it a worst player just because Ash is the right move. I, I, I didn't either. It, it was just too big of a nothing. That, that was past Josh, like current Josh. I, I, yeah. Might as well keep the streak going for me of like six in a row of no, <laughs> no worst players. Uh, just apathy this is all apathy at this point before we get to the final tropic council there's one uh, quick moment uh, where rob was talking to natalie about all-stars and one of the regrets he has is that he apologized to the all-stars jerry and he's like i wish i told him all to kiss my ass and basically he's like uh, i'm trying to manipulate what i want her to say and this reminded me of like chris and twyla back in manawatu where chris is like i'm not gonna take no crap from them and i mm. kind of felt like rob was trying to make natalie do that too except natalie i don't think has a mean bone in her body <laughs> like i like the attempt but like you know, it was not very effective. No. Yeah. Instead, Natalie starts advocating for him instead. And Philip is the one who is just taking nothing. <laughs> all right. Final trouble council opening statements. And we're not going to delve into all everything for this because this is pointless, but we'll, we'll talk about the opening statements. Like we always do. Natalie says she focused on the social game. Doubt it. Uh, and was loyal to Rob accurate point. Rob point. Rob. She focused on the social game within her Alliance, I guess. Philip says he fixed his relationship after a bad start with Rob early on. He formed Stealth R Us and basically is overly complimentary to Rob the whole time. Point Rob. Point Rob. Rob says he was competitive, strategic, had sub-alliances, was a hard worker, and did it for the family. Point Rob. Point Rob. So, uh, wow, three points in the opening statement. Going, going, going into uh, round two of Final Tribal Council, Rob three, Philip and Natalie zero. And by the way, there was only one possible point that you could earn on your own. So we're going to yada yada through most. There's two people I want to talk about in particular, but here's generally what happens here. Philip is extremely aggressive with everyone. Doesn't even seem to try to win. He's just like pissing all over the place, basically. It's even a little bit, it's, it's a little worse than that. And I want to call it out like this because he, in his opening statement, he tries to say, because Rob was in this game, I was forced to change. And he sort of implied I had to become a little bit of a villain because otherwise there was no way for me to infiltrate Rob's alliance. That was just me putting on a show. Proceeds to do that exact same thing in Final Tribal. So it was hypocritical within that tribal council and so like everyone laughed at him just like you'd expect they would it's probably i think this might be the worst tribal council performance final tribal council performance of all time i think this does beat colby sugar was the the, the top oh yeah, sugar was worst so colby sugar and then now philip i think are bottom three and i think we're done i don't think there's we're ever gonna get a worse one i think this is this is it yeah unless the season hasn't aired yet <laughs> yeah unless we get to yeah because He's actively telling people not to vote for him. Yep. He's basically, uh, he's interrupting people, being rude when people are at, like, he, he's not even answering questions. He had a 0% chance of winning this game going into here. By some miracle, he gets one vote. Yep. Any other chance, we, we, we said it this entire post-merge, people are looking for a reason to not vote for Rob. If Philip could 
I don't know how, but somehow put something together. Maybe he swings another one or two. I'm not saying he could win, right? Uh, but maybe he could swing another one or two votes from the other tribe. I already forgot their name. Not Omatepi. Zapatera. Zapatera. Unlikely, but he's just insulting everybody at this point. Except Ralph. Ralph is the only one who says anything nice to Philip. Basically, Ralph's question is like, Philip, did you like me? And Philip's like, yeah, you're my favorite Zapatera. I think we would have been all, gotten along great if we'd been on the same tribe. And so Ralph is going to vote for Philip. I think mainly based off work ethic, because Philip, you know, say what you want, but he was a hard worker. And I think Ralph respected that. So Ralph will vote for Philip, but that's it. And maybe that's just the bare minimum with other people who are voting. So if he was that nice to other people, who knows what would have happened? Everyone accuses Natalie of doing nothing without Rob. Yep. Fair criticisms. And, and she admits it. She's 19, you know, I'm not going to give her any, too much crap, but yeah, that's that's a fair criticism. And then Rob is accused of being very cutthroat, and he's like, yep, did what was necessary, but that's accurate. <laughs> Can we give a, I mean, like, even though Natalie's 19, maybe use this as a lesson for other people, is try not to mention other people at Final Tribal. Yeah, like, e- even way. if it's like a, I hitched myself to this person, yada, 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 or I saw that they were like, they're going to have a strong game. So I knew that I could get to the end with them. Yada, yada, yada. Like that's not going to get you anywhere. And I think one of the big problems is that, you know, Natalie couldn't claim the same thing that Samoa Natalie did. Whereas like, Oh yeah. Russell, you know, cut all of his ties with all of you, but at least I was nice to you because Rob convinced all of Omatepe to treat Zapatera like second class citizens. So like, she lost this game a long time ago, but like if you are going to be super loyal to someone who's playing a cutthroat game, at least make sure you're winning the social game. Otherwise, you're dead in the water. Natalie White from Samoa had an amazing social game. Everyone liked her. Natalie Tenerelli didn't really talk to the Zapateras, and you know you have to talk to people. That's the whole point of the game. So it's it's not a bad social game, but it was like an absent one. Yeah. And if anything, she was associated with Omatepe, which with a reference point of Zapatera, is a negative social yep. game. So the, the two jurors I want to talk about, Julie is first of those. Uh, she's very harsh. She's probably angry juror, angriest juror. She basically says Natalie and Philip's family should not be proud of them for their games and that Rob should raise his daughters so they don't end up being treated the same way he treated Natalie. Uh, like to be strong, independent women who, who aren't dependent on a man, basically. Kind of kind of stuff. It's pretty harsh, I got to say, from Julie. Yeah. Not, nothing else really to say about it. It was just, it was just harsh. I think uh, you know, not a great look, especially because, Julie, you're picking on a 19-year-old on national television. You know, everyone is equal in this game, but we got to remember, like, you know, we, we can only have such high expectations of teenagers. I, I think this was a good non-response from Rob, too. It was more just like, thank you for your opinion. <laughs> That's, that's basically all it was yeah. from him. Production successfully convinced Julie to really lay it all out there. Then we have David Murphy, who's going to give us the first half of the the Murphy, the half Murphy. This we're going to see this a lot. Uh, it's Roberts, where someone gives a stump speech for somebody, it gives kind of an, an obvious generic speech about why this person should win. It's become very unpopular in the Strider community. We don't see it anymore because they changed the format of the final tribal council. But if that ever changes back, don't do this. Nobody likes it. The only person who's done a good job with this was back in Samoa, Eric Cardona. And that's because he brought out a lot of emotion and heart and he was rooting for more of an underdog. He gave us some speech for uh, an unexpected person. So this is what we call the half Murphy in the Strider community. The full Murphy is something else entirely. We'll get into the second half of the Murphy come reunion show, which is very, very fun and awkward. <laughs> 
the the only reason why I'm like like half okay with this is because and maybe he knows this too but if people aren't like really big fans of the show like if they if he needs to like literally point it out be like don't f this up so badly because this actually was like Rob played a masterclass of a game and we all just fell for it essentially it it is what it is be bitter if you want but that is how the game is played and just because you might not be as familiar with it doesn't mean that that's not how you should vote. So like, please do this. Yeah. yeah if he's talking to a jury of recruits, I like it. Thank you for bringing that up, Josh. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, it, and I don't know if he was thinking the, that. Yeah. I don't know either. This is might be the one exception where this is okay, but uh, the fan base survivor fan base hates this. And most jurors are insulted by this. So don't do it. Rob wins eight to one to zero. Philip gets one. Rob gets the rest. Shocker. Who would we have voted for? Philip, for sure. Yeah. N- no. When we started this podcast and before I started deep diving every single season and truly understanding the implications of the social game, that Derek with nothing but new school survivor under his belt would say that Rob played a perfect game. I think that Rob played a perfect new school game of survivor in season 22. It was an absolute masterclass. What few missteps he took were not costly and Honestly, you know, the votes that he did receive were pretty much all spite votes. So, you know, not a perfect game by the vote count or whatever, but in terms of like him coming in with a massive threat level as a captain and making it all the way to the end, this is a this is a perfect game. If I was on a season of Survivor, I would want to be Rob and I would want my season to be that boring and that obvious because then I make it to the end, I got all the confessionals and I got the money. That's the difference. There, wow, there's a wow. That is a massive difference between me right there. I would not want to play the Rob game because when I get home, I want people to actually like my season. I, and maybe that's maybe that's a flaw <laughs> in my strategy, which probably is. But I I would not like that. As a winner, they're not going to necessarily unless I'm awful. They're not going to discriminate against me when they're making calls to bring people back, and especially if I got all the airtime. Right, I would want this to be my one game of Survivor if I could do it, uh, because then I win. I got my million, and it was pretty easy all the way to the end. You know, my tribe just mopped up their tribe. It's a seminar on how to play Survivor. It's not exciting for the viewer. Uh, no, it's not, not. Not at all. I don't want Derek on Survivor anymore. <laughs> this is what he wants. I don't want this. I, I do because there's no chance of it actually Yeah, that's working. fair. <laughs> you guys think that I could pull this off? All no. Right, so you'd vote for Rob? I'd vote for Rob. I'd easy. also vote for Rob. Oh, I would also vote for Rob. Cool. That was all we needed. <laughs> You get more. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing I, the I mean, I would, I would like to give a little bit of recognition as well, basically, of how, like, almost flawless it was. Yeah. Like, yeah, there, there are a couple of bumps along the way, but there's a very slim window of how Rob wins this season going in as the player that he is, and he executed it perfectly. I, I want to fault more the, the editing than anything about how disliked this season can be, and not so much the gameplay that was forced upon everyone else via rob you can still make it an exciting season and still have it play out the exact way that it played out yeah, you can def- have a little bit more mystery built in and have rob still just steamroll through everything because he had his claws in it so much but build these people some of them up as threats which we didn't get yeah de- develop yeah. develop ashley and grant sure. a lot more sure. so that we understand Andrea, why anyone, it makes sense anybody yeah but rob played the most Top two for sure. Of the 42 seasons we've had so far, it is unanimously considered that Rob played a top two dominant game. There's one person who a lot of people say was probably better. You've not seen. 
And I, I think I agree that Rob is second overall. You know, it's close, but and I might dock Rob a few points because he's a returning player. So we'll see. We'll see. Where, but but we number there. one through 22. But of them, the first 22 seasons, Rob is 100% number one, and it's not close. Agreed. Not a perfect game, like votes wise or like in, in practice, but it, it, damn close. Yeah. Great yeah. game. Very boring. So we'd all vote for Rob. Natalie will be on the ballot to compete on Survivor Cambodia second chances. Do we want to see it? No, I don't think so. Pass. Strong pass. Yeah, she was 19, but I didn't even see hints of anything enough to, to make me want her back. Nope. Not even a little bit. Here we go. Philip and Rob are both going to play again. Do we want to see them come back? So I don't need to see Rob unless it's really tied into the theme. I think going out as a winner, you know, it'd be like Tom Brady going out after a Super Bowl win. Just walk away, be done. And I and we also know, canon, that that was Rob's intent. So I don't need to see Rob again. Uh, Philip, no, no. There is absolutely no theme no heroes versus villains to where I would want to see Philip come back for the season's bomb that needs to be ref, uh, diffused. I had no fun with it. So no, I'm not looking forward to, to, to Philip coming back at all. I, I, I don't want to see it. Other people deserve a chance. Josh. I don't know if I can think of anyone who I'd want to see back the least out of, out of people who do end up returning. Okay. Out of, uh, out of all current and future, like returning players. I I don't know, at least off the top of my head, if there's a single person that I would want to see back less than him. At this point in Survivor history, yes, I agree with you. Cut to 2022, there's a couple that are probably worse than Philip. Yeah, uh, a couple from uh, maybe Survivor Australia that we shouldn't talk about. Or Uh, Game Changers. Or Game Changers, yeah. yeah. Uh, So, you know, but at the time, yeah, I'd probably Yeah, yeah. I guess at this point in time. As for Rob... I kind of like the going out on top. We've seen him four times. Am I going to say no? No. <laughs> I think I think Derek said it best with like if it if fits with the theme, a la winners at war. That's probably the only scenario of when I would want to see him back. Yeah, an all winter season that'd be great just to see what happens. I'm down. You know that's that's what's going to happen. Rob's going to come back the all winter season. Great. Any other circumstance, I'm good. I've seen enough. Philip, nope, 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 nope. I can't say no loud. I can literally not shout the word no loud enough. So I've actually called the military, and they're making a device that amplifies the word no. And then we're going to use that. And that and we're going to go back in time and tell that to the CBS producers. So we'll see how that goes. Just because people remember him. That's from your poor editing. That That's that that's not because people like them. Yeah, the, the only reason he goes back is Jeff Probst loves him. Jeff's not my favorite. Jeff has bad taste. I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Jeff does. Jeff is has bad taste. Anyway, that's that. Reunion show. Rob wins fan favorite. Rob and Grant, they've had a big falling out. It's very similar to Rob and Lex. I, I, from what I hear, they haven't spoken since the reunion show. Oof. Uh, yep. Philip apologizes to Steve, which we saw. Steve accepts. Here we go. Full Murphy time. David is going to propose to Carolina Eastwood, who is the first boot on Survivor Token Sheens. They do not make it to the altar because allegedly David cheated on her with another Survivor castaway who we've not seen yet. We will check back in after that season. Oh boy! So oh, and and it didn't look like she was. Uh, yeah, it's awkward. super wanting to say yes and was very pressured into saying yes. It seemed like it felt like a TV moment, but it's also Carolina. So who has any clue? It does bring a whole new meaning to the phrase Murphy's law though. So awkward. Never do a full Murphy. No, 
and we did also see uh, Russell Hand say that he would never play again and then say, keep my number. And he hasn't played on the American, and he, he will never play on the American version again. He's banned from the yeah. show, basically. Um, but he will play on the Australian version. But, you know. So at this point, he hadn't burned the bridges yet. Very shortly after this. Very shortly. Within, within two years of this. Gotcha. Uh, I, I didn't know if it was like during the season or if it was after the reunion. Well, show part of the thing is, I believe it was both this season and Heroes vs. Villains were, were spoiled heavily. If you go like look for spoilers, they're out there a lot of the times. People spoil the season. Allegedly, it was Russell who spoiled it just because he was a little bit pissy. Shocker. So, and then they had, you know, there was incidents with other members of the Hans family that we'll get into eventually. Um, some of it, you know, some more Survivor stuff, some Big Brother stuff. So there's all basically the Hans have been blacklisted from CBS, basically. Sure, crazy. So, but we'll get into that more as we go along through the Dark Ages. All of this takes place in the Dark Ages. Let's wrap up the season and get this over with. Best player of the Please season. Please do. Who is the best player of the season, Derek? Rob. Josh, Rob, is there anything more to say about it? No, we said it all. Yeah. Uh, worst player of the season, Philip. Josh, Philip, Philip. You could say there were worse strategic players on the season. I think. I think Philip got the game a little bit more than some of these other people, like Matt. Because, like I said, we can we can only count the people who made the the merge. So the final twelve. Matt obviously it was clueless about the game. Natalie was clueless about the game. You know, there's, you know, the zaps were fine. Those are the other two you could talk about, but at least they were nice. <laughs> Philip was so erratic and just kind of mean at times. Yeah, unpredictable and uh, like even toxic, yeah. I would say at times. And he'd go out of his way to be confrontational. He, he was looking for a fight where there didn't need to be one. And when you burn all of that social capital early on, I automatically throw you into the Russell Hands category. Yeah. You're in the Neonka category. You've got absolutely no goodwill left with these people. You've lost the game, and you haven't even made it to the end yet. So it's got to be Philip. Horrendously bad social game. Below average physical game. Below average strategic game. It won't, I won't say complete zero, but he had something there. But it was just bad. You know, I'll, I'll say totally average strategic game. It's just the execution through the social game was not good. But Philip was terrible. And I, and I think this is also one of the things that does make this season boring is because this wasn't close. The best and the worst player, they were not close. And if you remember back from our pre-merge, for those of you that had listened, it was the exact same thing. Rinse and repeat, not close. Rob, Philip. It's almost like nothing changed from the merge on you know besides the matt vote it's almost like nothing of interest happened to change the game yeah okay uh rob is the best player uh the pre-merge post-merge uh philip is the worst player pre-merge post-merge and matt was voted out very early in the pre-merge and the post-merge it's the same thing yeah <laughs> corporate wants yeah. you to tell the difference between these two parts of the game <laughs> in the same picture neither are must watch survivor yes Derek, do you have anything for Jeff Watch? Nope, there's absolutely nothing. Um, you already mentioned that he said that he was Philip's biggest fan. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I just figured that that's showbiz, folks. Like, he's going to talk up his players at a live reunion show. But otherwise, there's nothing notable about Jeff here. Weather report. It rained two or three times. It didn't seem that bad. No one talked about how miserable they were. I think they're in San Juan del Sur, which yeah. I think is... Um, it, it can get rainy there, but I don't think this was the rainy season. Yeah, rainy, so. rainy season was 21. Yep, so I, I, it did not seem that bad at all for weather. Cool. All right, Josh. 
Here we go. The biggest challenge of your career as the uh, memorability consultant thus far. We're done with season 22. In the pre-merge, <laughs> the most memorable moment of the pre-merge was Rob throwing an idol clue into the volcano. Uh, so ah, yes. First Iconic. Off, first off, what was the most memorable moment of the post-merge? And is that enough to beat Rob throwing an idol clue into the volcano? So I only have one. You're going to have to let me know if there's a nominee that you guys have that might be bigger than this and it's not even one of the darkest moments according to ryan in history uh that that wasn't something i mean like i remember it when we talk about it but really the one big memorable moment in the post merge is maddie being voted out a second time immediately that's my nomination (laughs) the only thing i'll bring up and it's i guess this is a spoiler that i i didn't know that i had and i and i haven't even disclosed this yet so you know maybe this is for the listeners but maybe it's more for the friend group Ryan has talked to me about so much Survivor over the last decade of our friendship that I've got little nuggets in my head that I, I, I just, I hung on to. And, you know, when I see things that are applicable, I'm like, is that this? Is that this? I think there's something like this. Years ago, Ryan said, there's a guy who goes to Redemption Island. He makes it all the way back into the game, immediately goes back to Redemption Island, gets all the way to the last challenge and then loses essentially spending 30 days by himself. So my only other nomination, and it's because for some reason I remember this random tidbit of information, is the fact that Matt loses on his final duel to get back into the game. So it still has something to do with Matt. It's a spoiler that I didn't realize that I had because I didn't know how far Matt was going to make it. But in retrospect, Ryan, that made that one moment. I was like, okay, cool. I've got closure there. I, I can check off that box, that, that, that random survivor, like secondhand memory that I have. So that you there, didn't even know was still there. Right. So, uh, so there, there's, there's my one nomination. All right. Well, for the post-merge, yeah, I'm going to stick with uh, Matt being voted out immediately after we turn into the game. And it's going to beat Rob chucking the idol into the volcano. That's yeah. totally fair. Yeah, that yeah, it's the best moment of the season, and it's actually genuinely good. He can be a good Christian yeah. on Redemption Island. Unfortunately, it happens in the merge episode and nowhere like near the later yep. parts of the season. All right, so the last thing we need to do is we need to rank the season. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I will go first. My list is Palau, Pearl Islands, Tokachins, Vanuatu, Micronesia, China, Borneo, Amazon, Fiji, Guatemala, Panama, Samoa, Africa, Australian Outback, Gabon, Marquesas, Nicaragua, Heroes versus Villains, Cook Islands, All-Stars, Thailand. Coming in last place is Redemption Island. Damn! Last place. <laughs> all the way down. I don't like this season at all. Down to the cellar. It you know, goes. Thailand at least had Jake, who I always love. And it also had a great merge episode with the Xi'an boot. Hilarious. Plus, it still has that old school feel, which, you know, makes me nostalgic, I guess. And the fact that we have an utter sociopath winning who's, you know, well, say what you will. It's kind of interesting to watch a sociopath play. So all of those make a, a slightly, slightly, slightly. Oh, plus we have Rob Z choking Clay. A slightly better season than Redemption Island. Okay, from top to bottom, uh, we're going to go China, Pearl Islands, Micronesia fans versus favorites, heroes versus villains, token chains, Palau, Amazon, Vanuatu, Borneo, Australia, Guatemala, Fiji, Panama, Africa, Samoa, Cook Islands, Nicaragua, Gabon, Marquesas, All Stars, Redemption Island. Okay. Thailand. Okay. I, I knew it was going to be above Thailand. I kept flipping it back and forth between All-Stars and Redemption Island. I, I, I'm i putting it behind All-Stars. The only reason it's a, above Thailand is because I did actually 
it's I I'm, I had to balance this, and I might even maybe someday I'll switch up my rankings and rise it up another one. Probably not, but the enjoyment the first time watching this when you don't know what's really going to happen. I did I did enjoy the season. I would honestly probably put it like I don't know fifth sixth around maybe around Nicaragua if I did it immediately after watching this season for the first time. Looking back at it, talking about it, going through and even watching only three episodes, it just drills it down how boring it is. So that's really what did it for me. All right. So my season rankings, uh, number one, Redemption Island. Just kidding. Micronesia, two, China, Palau, Heroes versus Villains, Token Sheens, Pearl Islands, Amazon, Vanuatu, Guatemala, Australia, Nicaragua, Fiji, Panama, Borneo, Gabon, Africa, Cook Island, Samoa, All-Stars, Marquesas, right where Josh had it, number 21, Redemption Island, followed up by Thailand. My big tiebreaker is uh, there was at least good resolution to the bad stuff Mm. in Redemption Island, whereas like the bad stuff with Gandia never really seemed to get any better. And that one was really gross. And I hated Rob Z. So (laughs) Thailand had lower lows. It may have higher highs, but the lows made this entire meh end up being like a slightly higher score. Thailand is an F. This is a solid D minus. So uh, that that was my my big tiebreaker. I'd I'd give this one an F and I'd. Thailand, a solid D minus. Okay, so bottom bottom tier season for sure. Bottom of the barrel. All right. Well, that's that's it for Redemption Island. Uh, so next up is season twenty three, South Pacific. Derek, I believe you've just seen three of these people before, and they say it in the episode. There's two returning players. I'm not gonna say who they are. There's two captains coming back. Those are two of those. Yep. And there's one more person you have seen play. Sure. Yep. And it's so stupid because this was filmed months after Redemption Island. They're like, hey, let's do Redemption Island and the two captains thing again because it was so successful the first time. I don't, I, I like South Pacific a lot. I, I, I'm one of the biggest Survivor South Pacific fans there is. But the fact that this was their plan going in is just stupid. Yeah. Yep. I remember I remember enjoying it a fair amount. I, w- I wouldn't say loving it or anything, but yeah, who knows? Maybe it'll, maybe it'll, just like Redemption Island can tank my in my rankings by going over it again. Maybe South Pacific can rise above. Uh, in my professional opinion, this is the most underrated season of Survivor is South Pacific. So we'll see what you guys think, and we'll see if I, I maintain this as we watch this. But uh, So we'll be doing South Pacific next. Absolutely, and I'm excited for it. Offhand, I, I'm not sure what I know. I don't think I know absolutely anything that really occurs in the body of the season specifically. As I mentioned, I probably know the winner, but I won't know which winner it is until I, <laughs> you know, I, I see the cast. All right. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Castaway Pod. Now we have Instagram. We have TikTok. Yep. Follow us on all that stuff and give us five-star reviews. We deserve it, especially after we sat through this crap for you. Yep. Yeah, please do. And then two small things again uh, for me. Thank you for the growth in the off-season. We've seen our followers, again, go up by a measurable percentage just from these rewinds. So, again, if you have a friend out there who loves Survivor, uh, tip them off to us because we're just trying to create a fun little community here. You can message us on any of these platforms about any of these seasons. We'll have a conversation with you. And my second thing, if you hear any coughs in the background of this episode, that's me. I am on the tail end of some bronchitis. Just wanted to let you guys know. I'm sacrificing my body for you. I'm digging deep. All right. This has been the Cast of Consultants. Got nothing else for you. Good night. <laughs>